Welcome, everyone, to our 14th episode of DNA Takeover. Without further ado, let's get into our first segment called Quote of the Week. And uh, basically, this is me and Eric's way of just showing, uh, spreading some positivity, some positive vibes, because, you know, why not? So this week's Quote of the Week is, every morning in our lives, we have a choice to make. You have the choice to stay in bed and say, forget it, I'm not going to work out today. Or forget it, I'm not going to work hard today. That's your choice you make every single day of your life. Make the right decision. And that was said by David Goggins. The infamous that, David Goggins. Ooh, that, that man's a monster. He's not a human. I, he's not. He, he, you know how we like, I think I've said this before. We use what? 25% of our brain, right? Something like that. Not, I don't even think it's that high. I think it's like 6% or something. I don't even know. Not, yeah, it, but it's, in other words, it's not the full capacity. That, that's what I'm trying to, that's my real point, mm-hmm. right? I promise yeah. you, that man's unlocked like, at least thirty percent, or for thirty five percent, man. He no, nah, he's a different animal. He's his mentality is crazy. This dude, for anyone who doesn't know who David Goggins is, he'll he'll basically like David. Tell me if I'm wrong. He'll basically do like a five mile run in a blizzard. Yeah, he he does, like, he, he basically runs every single day. Like and he'll do his shirtless too. Like he's crazy. <laughs> like, he's just crazy. But that that quote though, that quote was real stuff. That was just. That was just, it wasn't like, it wasn't too, it was more like a long quote, I would say. Yeah. It was real. It was definitely real. Say that one more time, man. Repeat it. Definitely. So it says, every morning in our lives, we have the choice, we have a choice to make. You have the choice to stay in bed and say, forget it. I'm not going to work out today or forget it. I'm not going to work hard today. That's your choice you, that you make every single day of your life. Make the right decision. That was said by David Goggins. And one more thing about him is that. He is like basically the definition of hope and basically saying that he, if anyone doesn't know about him, I'll give you a quick little uh, like biography on him, I guess. But he was like, he was like a, a fat kid growing up, was bullied, all that stuff, had a bad life. And he just flipped the switch one day and he became one of the, one of the best, uh, he's not really an athlete, but one of the best fitness people. And in, 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 I don't even know if he's a fitness guy. He's just more of a hard worker mentality guy. So that gives you hope. I would say like the word to describe him is like influ- influencer. Yeah, but He's not like, not but not these Instagram influencers who yeah. post <laughs> pictures in their bikinis. No, 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 no not like that. Yeah, millions of dollars. No, not that. This dude is roasted. <laughs> He's like no, not not these girls that post bikini in bikini pics. Yeah. None of that. Well, you get a video. You get a video of him running and him cursing you out. Probably be like, pretty get much. Out, get out of bed. Come on, you know what I mean? Yeah, he's awesome, though. I love him. Yeah, awesome. That was a great quote, though, David. Thank you. But without uh, yeah, further ado, we move on to our next segment called The Great Debate. And basically, in this segment, usually we get uh, on our Instagram, we'll post like 24 hours or before the show, and people have opportunity to uh, send in debate topics that they want us to hear. Uh, Eric, I don't think we got any today, to be honest, but that's yeah. all good because we got some to talk about. And uh, basically, in this segment, me and Eric, we uh, give uh, topics to each other to debate about, and it's basically it, and we go, and we debate it. That's basically it, so. That was perfectly said, my man, and just to reiterate, yeah, you guys can always, um, you guys can always drop your debate topics if you want to talk about anything on the show, 
And also, you can join the conversation as well if you do. Um, if you do choose to send in a voice message as well. But um, before I get into these debate topics, I really quickly just want to say. Um, also, feel free to share the show. I didn't say that in the beginning. You can also share the show as well. There's an option to share the show to your family or your friends or your neighbor's cousin's dog. So always, um, <laughs> what's it called? Um, please share the show. It helps us branch out to other audiences and so on and so forth. But with that being said, David, are you ready for this first debate topic, my man? <laughs> Let's hear it. All right. All right. Here we go. This is like, I don't know. I feel like this is kind of, this has been discussed, but like it doesn't get discussed a lot, I guess you could say. But here it goes. What is more important in sports in general, right? So team, I'm going to say team sports, okay? Okay. Offense or defense? Uh, you know, you know I'm going to start off with a famous quote. I forgot who says it, but they say, uh, offense wins games, but defense wins championships. So basically, when we look at it, you can score. If you have a great offense and you score – uh, which what sports I do? Football. But I'm gonna do football. Let's right. have a great offense, like a Tom Brady Patriots offense, or even the Buccaneers Tom Brady offense. And you score the NFL leading 30 plus points a game, but you have the worst defense, and your defense allows 34 points a game. Oh. You're losing every single game. So <laughs> when you take it to that extent, it doesn't matter how good your offense is. If you have a bad defense, then you're most likely gonna lose the game. But then we can look at it the other way, saying that if you have a, a bad offense, but you have a good defense, say your defense has the best, uh, best uh, allows, the, allows, allows the least amount of points in the, in, the, in the game, which is, say, 13 points. Let's go with that. The favorite number is 13. Say allow 13 points a game, the best defense in the NFL, and your offense only scores seven points a game. I know it's very exaggerated, but like, it's, it's proven the point that they are both relied on each other, and that's why they like they have such an impact, such a big impact on win or loss. But when I break it down more, I feel like bigger plays and bigger opportunities happen on defense, which change the overall perspective of a game. So I'm gonna have to go with defense on this. Okay. All right. So you 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 put out some really good points right there. You basically just you tackled everything. You basically like there was no. I love how you tackled it, and you basically just left no room for like someone to come back at you. You know what I mean? Cause yeah. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go into it too. Um, in other words, I agree with you, right? I think defense is more important. Now, I gave this a little bit more thought, like as into, you know, what if? Let, let's just say, like, what if you had the worst offense and the best defense, but or and then like vice versa. What if you had the best defense? Wait, no, I just said that. <laughs> the, the, the best offense and the worst defense, right? Yeah. So I'm sitting here thinking, right? Let I, I put it in basketball terms. And I was like, let's just say you score every single time you come down the court. Or you're like guaranteed to score every single time you go down the court. Your offense is that nice. But your defense is so bad to the point where they're scoring every single time, right? So then it's a back and forth game, back and forth game, back and forth game, back and forth game. Now, basketball, you know, you have, the, you have your three-pointer and you have your two-pointer. So what if you're only scoring two-pointers? What if they're scoring three-pointers? Who knows, right? However, mm -hmm. there leaves opportunity for the other team to win, even though you have the best offense in the game, right? And you're scoring every single time. Now, if we flip the script to the defensive end, right, let's say that you cannot score for anything, right? Like, your, your offense is terrible, <laughs> but your defense is so good that the other team can't score neither. 
basically, we have a stalemate, right? So in other words, you would go to multiple overtimes, multiple, 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 because you can't score, but they can't score either. So it's like, <laughs> at the end of the day, if you look at it that way, defense still wins it. You know what I mean? Because at the end, at least you're not going to lose. You know, you, you if you have that defense and you can prevent a team from scoring, but you can't score, you know that they're not going to score. So at least you guys are going to keep going until somebody does. You know? Yeah. So, uh, go ahead, go ahead. What are you about to say? No, I was say at that point, it's basically like who messes up, who makes the first mistake exactly. at that point. And sometimes it could be the defense because not everyone is perfect. We all understand that. Sometimes the best will fall down. And sometimes the underdog will rise up. We all see those stories all the time in anything and even in life. But it's just, it's just like when we get to that point, it's whoever makes the first mistake. But overall, looking at a four-quarter football game or looking at a four-quarter a basketball game, any game, long, the, how long they play, whatever how long they play, every single game relies on at least better defense than a better offense, if that makes any sense. I agree, and I, I agree with you. And also, if we put it like – mine was more of a hypothetical type of, like, speaking. If we put <laughs> it in, like, realistic terms, right? If you're in a professional league, right, NFL, NBA, um, MLS, Pre- Premier League, so on and so forth, you know? All, 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 those, all those things. Um, sorry, MLB, NHL. want to make sure I cover everything. But um, what's it called? Say if you're in a professional league, you have some type of offensive ability. Right, you also have some type of defensive ability. So realistically, if you look if you look at it as a whole, that defense is gonna mean a lot more because you're most likely gonna be you're most likely going to score or you're most likely going to get the points that you need in order to win the game, right? It matters if you can stop the other team from doing what you're doing to them on the offensive end. Mm-hmm. You know? So yeah. and if you look at like like if you look at let's let's put in um NBA NBA example again. If the Lakers versus the Nets, that's going to come down to who has the better, the better defense. Because both offenses are lethal. Yeah. So, just like you said, my man, like, like the, um, the normal quote that we, we, we all have heard before, you know, offense wins games, but defense wins championships. I love that quote right there. That is. I forgot who says that, but, you know, yeah, I always wait, remember that one. Yeah. I very, I very, wait, who did say that, though? Is I, it Vince Lombardi? I don't even know. I don't know. But that was that whoever made that quote, they should have got it they should have got it like copyrighted. They, 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 they should have got it copyrighted like that other dude that um oh my gosh, I forgot his name. The announcer for um UFC. Uh Bruce Buffer. Yeah, Bruce Buffer. I yeah. can't say the words because you know he might be listening and then we might get Yeah, yeah, yeah. But <laughs> you guys know exactly what I mean. But um so, I, I guess we can say we're both going defense, right? Defense is more important than offense. Yeah, I think so. Not, not to discredit offense, though. Offense is important. Mm-hmm, definitely, definitely. Definitely is important, but we're going to go with defense. All right, respect, respect. Now, we do have, David, before we move on to the next one, we do have two audio messages, man. Nice. All right, so are we, let's, let's go ahead. Let's go let's ahead. Let's do and it. These. Now, this next one, I believe we know who this is, but their name is... Pablo de Suso Gagne, right? And but on their at it says Muse Lover. I think he's been in the in the, um in the podcast before. I'm not sure though. Maybe. Sure. But let's go ahead. Shout out to you, man. I'm gonna call you Pablo. Yes. That that's gonna that's gonna be a, a long time saying your name several times. But um, 
<laughs> Shout out to Father Man. Let's go ahead and play this audio message. Here we go. Uh, my argument goes more along the lines of Hook 6. Um, some of the best defenses actually have an amazing, um, let's say, Pick 6 record. I mean, you've got people and you've got teams like the, um, let's see, you have like the Baltimore Ravens, or you have the Pittsburgh Steelers, or you have the Chicago Bears, and they all have these amazing pick six records. So even now, when you look at like the Packers, I mean, it's fantastic how it was always going forward and you got Aaron Rodgers, but their defense is atrocious. So it's very funny when you look at it like that, you know? That, that is true. Yeah, that's definitely true. That's some good points for you right there, to be honest. He like really, he really went into it a little bit more, you know, talking about how, how like the de- how um about all those defenses, man. Definitely. But that was a good. That was that like I like that, you know. Just a little, just a little like different perspective, you know, different perspective to look at it from. That's where we love it, man. Shout out to Pablo. Exactly, man. Shout out to Pablo, man. But let's go on to the next audio message, which is from um ten eighty six. He's in the let's hear it. Here we go, man. Here it is. Boys, boys, what up, what up, what up, what up? Good day, good day, good day. Take over. Listen, offense rules, baby. Yes, defense will win this championship, but offense definitely guarantee you to get there. You ain't going nowhere without the OFE. You ain't going nowhere without the OFF, baby. You need the scores. You need those points. Keep the defense on their heels, baby. Offense, offense, offense. Strike, strike, strike. Wait. So is Wait, he... that's a disagreement. Is he at, wait. I don't. I don't know if it's a huge disagreement because he didn't. He didn't actually say like you know offense is more important than defense, but he did say offense is important. You know, but we kind of agree in that in that sense. You know what I mean? I I thought he was saying offense is a little more important than defense. That's how I took it at least. That can't. If it, all right, let's just take it that way. Then. Let's take it that way. That no, that no ten eighty six. No way, bro. No way. I'm taking that because the way I see it, right. I'm sorry. Am I here? Hello? Can you hear me? Yeah, you're back. <laughs> sorry, I got a spam risk, guys. My bad. I got a spam risk. Did you pick it up? <laughs> no, of course not. Yeah, yeah. Uh. yeah no, no, I picked it up and sent you guys to the podcast. That's what happened. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> but to answer, to answer um, 1086's um, comment really quick, you know, offense definitely is important. No doubt in my mind. Offense is definitely important. But let's, for, for someone that, like, if you want to break it down like that, then I'm going to go back to, like, my hypothetical, like, explanation that I had from before basically you know like how I said like if you have the great the greatest offense with the worst defense there's a chance that the, te- the other team can still win but if you have the best defense and the worst offense you at least you know you're not gonna lose you understand what I'm saying mm-hmm. so yeah that's why I would say defense is still is still more important than offense because if you don't play defense your chances of losing of winning the game is slim but Hey man, I I still respect it though. Offense is important without a doubt. Both of them are almost are darn near equally important. So no, without it, without a doubt, no, definitely. Because when you look at teams that that are all around best, they have a better chance of reaching to the next level. Like we see that with uh, I don't even know what what teams have a good example of having been all around great players. Uh, what. Uh, should I do NBA? Because I'm trying to think about some teams that have great defense and great offense. 
it pretty much is impossible to have like a top offense and a top defense unless you're like the 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 eighty nine bulls or something but but like i I don't know I just think based off of what what we said, defense is like more important because it's harder. It's you can't make more mistakes on defense because say you make one mistake, it can it can cost you the whole game. Offense, and you can make you can make you can miss in in basketball terms, you miss fifty percent of your you make fifty percent of your shots, but you mostly miss the other half. So offense, you're not consistent all the way. Your defense has to be consistent in order for them not to score. I don't even know if that made any sense. I feel like I was just rambling at that point, trying to find words together. But, you know, I would say it didn't make sense, but I like I feel like. There's definitely some people that didn't understand it, but I know I definitely understood that. Like, I, right. I, I understood what you said at the same time. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like sometimes I just, I like, I start a sentence and then I hope I find the answer along the way. <laughs> yeah. you know, I mean, that makes sense. I know what you mean, though. No, you were making yeah. sense. You definitely, word, but at the end of the day, like, defense is more important because, like, at the end of the day, it's going to come out to, like, that's going to be the deciding factor on who can get that W, you know? So, yeah. Realistically, like, if you cancel that, that's – so let's let's put it in this, in this perspective. Like I said, the Nets versus the Lakers, you canceled out because both of them have great offensive offensive ends, you know? But then it comes down to who can play the better defense. And, and I guarantee you whoever can play the better defense is going to win the championship. You feel what I'm saying? So, like, yeah. that, 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 that kind of sums it up right there. But – um. We do have some other audio messages. We have two more audio messages, so let's go ahead and dive into these. The next one is from uh, Adrian Gonzalez. All right. Nice. I believe this is a newcomer, so shout out to you, my man. Shout out. Welcome. Welcome to – I said welcome. Why did I say it like that? That was so weird. (laughs) What's it called? Welcome to the DD Takeover family, man. We welcome you in with open arms, and here is your audio message. Here we go. Hey guys, what is up? Um, just curious, what are you guys talking about as of right now? I know you guys are on topic of sports, but I don't know until which uh, sports we're on exactly. Just want to chime in and uh, you know, kind of, you know, kind of have uh, a partake on what you guys are talking about. I love it. I love it. We love it, man. That sounds good. So, Eric, who wants to explain to me? Are you? No, you go ahead. Go ahead. All right. So basically, what the topic was. Is like in all sports, this is our debate segment, so this is where we debate topics. So Eric gave the topic as, uh, out of all sports, which is more important, offense or defense? So basically, based off of that, I'm using examples from the NFL, NBA, Eric's using NBA. So like we're using different examples from different sports to prove our argument. So basically, that's what the, the question is, is uh, what's more important in all sports, uh, defense or offense? So shout out to Adrian Gonzalez though. Yeah, man, that was per- well, that was perfectly explained, David. We were just talking about defense and offense, and also Adrian, just to give you like a quick heads up as well. You know, if you want, if you want to, we usually we're doing our segment called the Great Debate, and if you want to next time, you know, come up with a debate topic maybe and send it into the Instagram, you can. Our Instagram is official underscore de underscore takeover. So if you want to go ahead. And follow that, man. You can send in your debate topic as well. But um, shout yes, out to sir. you, man. Thank you for popping out. And let's go ahead and go on to the next audio message, which is from our boy, Pablo. Um, Let's go let's ahead and play this one. Here we go. 
Um, another thing, quickly, just before you move on. Um, I think of uh, the film Any, Any Given Sunday, because there's that amazing scene where you have Jamie Foxx as Willie Beeman, and he's the quarterback, and he's like, oh, yeah, I'm fucking amazing, I'm this, I'm that. And then you have Lawrence Taylor, and it's his house party, and it's funny, because he's overhearing, and then, no, he's not overhearing, sorry, he's having a party, and then all of a sudden, other people on the team, they overhear, and then they go back to him, and they say, oh, yeah, they, he's saying that the defense ain't shit. Then all of a sudden, he goes, gets a fucking chainsaw, jumps onto the top of his car, <laughs> cuts it in half, and goes, yeah, the offense and defense. Um, if you don't respect the offense, like, you know, if you don't respect the defense, then get the fuck out of my yeah, party. <laughs> Amazing scene. And that's it. Like, What's that movie? Wait, what was the movie? Is that a movie? <laughs> I don't even know. I was just laughing so much. What was going on? I don't know, but I got to see what that movie was. He said Lawrence Taylor and uh, Jamie Foxx. So. Yeah, I did hear that, but he did say Lawrence Taylor and Jamie Foxx. Um, he said Lawrence Taylor. I think it was Lawrence Taylor was having a house party. Yes, but he did. That, was, that yeah. sounded lit. I'll tell you that much. That sounded like a lit movie. We Definitely, might man. Out, bro. We might, might have to. We'll check that out. But shout out to, shout out to Pablo right there, man. Yes, sir. But, um, Oh, we got we got audio messages coming in, David. Let's yes. Keep, let's keep it going. We love the interaction, guys. We love it. All right, here's from our boy Adrian, man. Here we go. Here we go. Um, honestly, I really do think it's defense and special teams. Uh, I I know I know that sounds funny. Um, when um, especially in bringing about special teams, but you know you gotta have. Uh, a good defense, a good solid defense, at least a good defense that is in a top that it that can give some respect of at least being a top top twenty. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, but most importantly, y'all, it's about who you have on the starting side um, that can actually get the job done, and then that can be at least consistent or at least can, you know. Do do their job when the game is on the line and when like, you know, not even just when coach is saying, oh, hey, I need you to do this. No, like doing it out of spite, out of mind. You know what I mean? And then having special teams being that wild card. Yeah, I mean, speaking facts. Go ahead. That is true. I mean, we often forget about special teams because like, oh, man, and this is for the NFL football. Because special teams, you know, for anyone who doesn't know, it's basically the kickoffs, kicks, returns, punts, kick, anything involving the punter and the kicker and, like, returns is basically the special teams. But it basically, it's always – special teams in football is not really looked at as much as basically offense and defense. But I like how we put it as a wild card because there have been many times in, like, kick returns or punt returns that the person receiving the ball has fumbled it and gave possession away. These are the little mistakes that cause that cause big turnovers in the end. Like say, like they punt it, and the guy gets the ball, but he fumbles it. Now the other team gets starts starts at their own at the other team's twenty. So like little mistakes like that as well. But he also mentioned one more thing that I want to talk about. It was in the, it was in the middle of this conversation, and he talked about how like if you have a great offense or something like that, your defense has to be not the best, but it has to be somewhat in the pack. You know, it doesn't have to be the best. And I think we've seen that as an example already with the Brooklyn Nets last year. Yeah. Not during the playoffs, but they were on a stretch 
everyone was looking at them. Wow, they don't have no offense. They have not, oh, not no offense. Sorry, they have no defense. <laughs> like, yeah, they have a great offense, definitely. But they were looking at it like, no, they got no offense. They can't stop these teams. No defense. I said offense again. They have no defense. <laughs> they can't stop these these teams. So like, you can score all you want, but if your defense, if you're allowing more points than you're given and you're scoring, then you're gonna lose the game. And and it showed with the Brooklyn Nets because Brooklyn Nets they still continue to hot. A uh, great offensive team, and they just improved their defense. I think they were ranked, I think seventeenth or sixteenth. They're middle of the pack, and they were winning games. They went like ten and two in the, in the last twelve games off of that run. So it's just a little bit of an improvement. If you have a great offense, you just need to be in the middle of the pack for defense, and vice versa. I love it, man. I love you. You explained everything perfectly. And I couldn't agree anymore with what you were saying. I just want to say one thing as well that he mentioned. Um, he also mentioned consistency. That's a big, big part in I would not only like just playing the sport, but I also think that defines what a, a like the difference between a professional and a regular player. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's consistency. Or and also it can define whether you are a superstar or a, a regular professional player. You know what I mean? If you, are, if you are consistently good for like, I'll put it in um, I'll put it in basketball terms. If you're consistently dropping thirty points per night, you are guaranteed to be one of the top players on the team. You know what I mean? If you're yeah. consistently dropping a double double, certain things like that, consistently like dropping three blocks per game, which is insane. Like oh, certain things like that are are what defines like or what defines a superstar from a from a from a regular regular player, but. I'm kind of like going a little bit off topic now because <laughs> consistency. So I'm gonna try to stay on topic. But shout out to Adrian, man. That was a great, yes, sir. Great, was a great, great topic right there. But let's go ahead and go on to the next one, and it's from Adrian again, man. Here we go. Yeah. Here we go. So, um, I mean, of course, the offense can get it done, but me as a Cowboys fan, I mean, you kind of already seen with like an injury, and then with how that injury transpired. On a on a, on a incredible offense like the Cowboys, and then obviously seeing that their defense couldn't pick it up, their offense could do the job, but it wasn't really consistent at times. And when it was, it just didn't transpire to a big splash of a points. So that's where if you have special teams, special teams can be that wild card, like I said, that you don't know if they can actually make a play, um, regardless if it's getting the ball back or putting the ball on the right spot for the offense, and then having the defense defend and keep defending and also try and make points. Let's not keep in mind, you know, you can make points on defense as much uh, as, much as on offense. Very that, that, true. Adrian, I agree with almost everything you said, except for this one part. And you said you were a Cowboys fan. Oh, oh. my. I'm sorry, but I am <laughs> a New York Giants, New York Jets fan. So I uh, I can't. I, I, don't, I don't really like the Cowboys in that sense. But, you know, everything else you said was 100% true. So I gave you props for that. But the Cowboys? Come on. Oh, that's a little tough right there, Adrian. That's a little tough. But what's it called? Just to let you know as well, I'm, I'm kind of just like out there. I'm a Ravens fan. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. Boo. Listen, this, all right, whoa, whoa, relax. <laughs> relax with the boo, bro. 
<laughs> you, you, you make teams so I do anything this year, so I don't hear it. But <laughs> what do you mean, Jets and Giants Super Bowl? I'm calling oh it. Oh my gosh, yo guys, yo, someone come get this guy. Someone come get this <laughs> man, bro. Who is this? All right, but I want one thing that he said that we didn't even touch up. We didn't even touch on, which is another thing that was a great um a great thing to point out. He said also on the defensive end, dude, that can get you points. That goes for. That goes for basketball, that goes for football, and that goes for soccer. You know, on so yeah. many different levels. For example, I, like in, in all sports, defensively, right? You you sack the QB, fumble, easy easy run, easy run to the to, um to the end zone if it's like clear. You know what I mean? Like like no one's hopping over the ball or anything. You can just scoop it up and run, right? Another another thing on basketball, big steal, fast break, easy layup, easy dunk. That's another. That's points. That's points on the board already, right? Soccer. If you have the striker pressing the center back and the center back makes a mistake, done. You're in on goal, 1v1. You give yourself a chance to score at least. Or that can happen with the goal. That's, there's been situations where the goalies lost the ball as well, you know? Yeah. But that goes for all sports. That's actually kind of wild when you really think about it. Like, that goes for most sports. Defense can also get you points. So, overall, I think we really lean towards defense, man. Like, like defense. I think so. I defense. think all the evidence proving that defense is – not far more superior, but it's a little bit more important than offense. Hey, I'm looking at you, 10 86. I'm looking at you. <laughs> All right, man. But let's go ahead and go on to the next audio message. This one is from our boy, Dev the Dasher. Yes, sir. Yo, what's up? I got to call Mr. Mo- Mr. Motivation is in the building. Oh, I love when he says that. But anyway, <laughs> shout out to you, man. Thank you. Um, good to see you, my guy. And let's, let's listen to your audio message. Here we go. Oh, what's up, what's up, what's up? The boys is back in town. The boys is back in town. Meet me at the rim. Meet me at the rim. What's good? Yo, I'm mad late on this sports stuff. You know, I've been all NFL out preseason. Looking at all this rookie class and all this good stuff. Yeah. Uh, what do y'all think about the rookie quarterbacks and their preseason debut? I know we can't overreact, but what y'all think? I think uh, Trey Lance look good. Just feels. I'm not impressed with Trevor Lawrence. Oh, no, how'd y'all feel about uh, Messi, man? I, I wasn't oh. here for that for that podcast. How'd y'all feel about oh. that? Seeing him in the Paris gear. How'd that feel? What's up, guys? It's your boy, Mr. Motivation in the building. Yeah, shout out to Mr. Motivation. Can you yeah. Yo, yeah. Mr. Motivation. It's a sore subject, Mr. Motivation. Well, not for me, but for I'm going to start crying. <laughs> Oh but, my gosh, I thought we were past this. Oh it's right, it's right. We already moved past it. But to answer his rookie question, because I know, shout out to Mr. Motivation. But I'm going to answer that one real quick. And he asked, who was I most impressed with? Who were we most impressed with? Uh, I get it. It's preseason. And I want to be honest with you guys, for anyone who knows me or knows what I say in this podcast, I really don't really care about preseason. <laughs> And the same thing goes for Summer League. I really don't care about Summer League. It's because they're not versing the level of competition that they will in a real game. But if we had to base it off of the, the, the games that they were playing in the preseason, I would have to say I was, a, I was very impressed with Justin Fields because he went 14 for 20, uh, which is, yeah. I think is quick, quick math is uh, 70%. <laughs> and he had 142 yards and a touchdown and uh, five rushes for 33 yards and another touchdown. So he did absolutely phenomenal. So he's my number one, and I was very impressed by what he did. And if I'm looking, I'm looking at the Cowboys right now. And if he, if if uh, Justin Fields does this again consistently, 
Don't put Andy Dalton as your quarterback. They already said that they have Andy Dalton as their number one. So I'm hoping that this changes. I'm hoping that this changes uh, their mind a little bit because he deserves to be starting Week One with the Chicago Bears, and that will make them better. But I also like uh, Zach Wilson. I believe he did really good. He was six for nine, sixty-three yards. So it wasn't it wasn't like anything flashy, but he made consistent throws and tough throws. So I give him credit too. But person I wasn't really impressed with, and I have to go with. uh, I'm gonna have to go with Trevor Lawrence. There it is. I was waiting for it. I was waiting for it. I, I can't Number wait. one overall pick, Trevor oh. Lawrence, did not perform, ladies and gentlemen. And no. I'm not going to make it a big deal because, you know, it's a preseason, like I said. Maybe a, ro- a rocky start. Some people start different than others. But it's not how you start. It's how you finish. So just remember that. But Trevor Lawrence, he went six for nine. Not bad. 71 yards. Okay. But he had two sacks. And I think he was just – I think he was – I don't want to – he was a little shaky. His coverage was a little shaky. His protection was a little shaky. But maybe we see more. He was versing a, a, a Cleveland Browns team, which is a very, very great defense, in which we say defense wins championships, right? right? But I just think I got to see more out of the number one pick. It wasn't enough. Like, I should have seen what Justin Fields' numbers were for uh, Trevor Lawrence. But, you know, it's only the first game. I'm not going to make a big deal out of it. But – We'll see what happens. If he does this consistently, then it's a little bit of a worry, but I don't know. Hey, look, first off, first off, listen, 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 listen. My man Justin Fields, you already know, guys, listen, I, 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 this is my favorite QB coming out of the – or rookie QB, um, rookie quarterback coming out of the draft. So I'm already hyped about that, right, already hyped about that. But I'm not going to spend too much time on him. You already know that he had a good – he had, he, he, played, he played well, Okay. Trevor Lawrence, David, I know you said that you were going to make a big deal out of it. I am, bro. Ain't no way. No. I'm not letting this slip. Now, I'm not saying he had, like, a like a humongous, like, like you said, it wasn't, like, bad, but it was, like, eh. And <laughs> if you, for you to be eh as the number one pick and they pay you a bonus, I can go back to this, and they pay you a bonus of freaking 30 The most scary, million. yeah. Bro, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to break it down again. This this cornerback, as a rookie, came into the league, signed the deal, and also within that deal got bonus money. What was it, David? Give me the number again. Oh, I don't, I don't really remember. I think it was like the most guaranteed, and I don't know. It was like twenty. I don't know. I can't put. I don't want to put a false number on it. Got okay. the evidence backing up, but I think it's around like twenty million. I could be wrong though. It's tw- no, it was around thirty. I know it was around. Really? 30. Ah, something I, like that. I what's it called? Regard, regardless, he he signed the deal. To give himself a bonus pay of like around thirty, we'll say twenty to thirty million dollars. Okay, this man just pocketed twenty to thirty million dollars, and he hasn't even touched, stepped foot on in or or he's never played a real like NFL game. He's played a summer league game, but not or preseason. Not summerly. Not, not sorry, a, a preseason game, but not a real NFL game. Nah, bro, I'm sorry. I need, 80, I need 80 touchdowns per game. I need, yeah. All right. <laughs> All right. No, but, oh I mean, God. if you look at that stance, at that stance, number one pick with a lot of money, a lot of uh, – a lot of uh, – you're giving a lot of hope for the Jaguars organization and their fans. You got to perform better. There's a lot of hype around you. You're saying that you're the best prospect throughout the NFL since uh, Andrew Luck and uh, Peyton Manning. So whenever you hear those two names, you know you have a lot of pressure on it. But, you know, 
whatever. We'll see what happens. I'm not really worried about it because it is, in fact, preseason. But I just think personally, as like as a top pick, even though it is just preseason, none none of this really matters. None of this really matters. But I just think personally, you should be dominating in these leagues. Not 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 saying like like you don't have to. I I over exaggerate. Obviously, saying 80 touchdowns like that's not realistic. But like I. <laughs> At least, at least maybe one, hopefully. But we can't blame the whole thing on him, obviously, because he need like it's really a, it's a team effort. You know what I mean? His offensive mm-hmm. line, his wide receivers, yeah. so on and so forth. There's a lot that plays into it. But overall, I, I, I'm gonna need something great from you, man. I'm gonna need something great. But that's pretty much it, right? Yeah. Oh, and also, uh, yeah, um, that's the dash here. Yeah, Messi. Um, I'm a Barcelona fan and a West Ham fan, so them, I'm kind of like heartbroken and 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 stuff. So, but <laughs> we we move on from that messy the, the messy drama and all that stuff. <laughs> it's um, past us. It's in the past. We got to move on to be better people. Yeah. It's like a breakup. It's like a breakup. It, it is we though. Gotta, it we, actually we got to move on. We got to be the better man, the bigger man. And just... <laughs> Yo, have you ever watched High School Musical? Uh, is that even a question? Yeah. Yo, it, it feels like freaking Troy and what's her name, Gabriella? Like, <laughs> which is like, I gotta go my own way. That's exactly what Messi in Barcelona is. It's so sad. <laughs> it's so sad. <laughs> Imagine Messi singing, I gotta go my own way. Oh my goodness. Uh, <laughs> All right, let's funny. go ahead. Let's go ahead and go to the next, um, the next audio message, man. Here we go. This one's from Pablo again. Shout out to Pablo. Here we go. The film is called Any Given Sunday. It's about a, um, let's see, it's a fictitious team. It's not a real team. But imagine, like, it's, like, in Miami. They're called the Miami Sharks. And I'm telling you, Any Given Sunday, if you haven't seen it, watch it. Fucking amazing, Any Given Sunday. Any Given Sunday. I just, I just looked it up right now, yeah. It's a 1999 American sports drama directed by Oliver Stone. It's about an American football team, and they assemble a cast of Jamie Foxx, LL Cool J, and like oh. many more. Yeah. Oh snap! All right, David, you know what I hear? I'm hearing, I'm hearing a movie now. That's all I'm hearing. Now. Jim Brown and Lawrence Taylor. Yeah, yeah, I'm definitely watching this. Yeah, this yeah movie night. Let's go. Shout out to shout out to freaking Pablo. Yeah, man. Give us some movies to watch. But um, <laughs> let's go ahead and go into the next audio message. This is from Death the Dash again. Here we go, man. Here we go. You know who makes a big deal about special teams as of recently since he became a head coach and he's been doing some trick plays that if not opportunities would have been pretty good? Joe Judge. Yep. Shout wow. out to the Giants. <laughs> but yeah, Joe Judge. <laughs> Thanks, Dev. Thanks, Mr. Motivation. New York Giants. Uh, they got a head coach who's a special teams coach in uh, New England. So uh, let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. What? I mean, David, he's not a new coach. He's been there last year. I, I like him. I'm not going to lie. David, you knew that was coming, huh? Yeah, you know. As a, as a New York fan, as a New York Giants, New York Jets fan, you know, you're always going to get the hate because you were a lower team. And you just got to acknowledge it, man. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I mean, but there's been, always hope. There's always room for hope. No, no hope. Listen, for ladies and gentlemen, the reason I, just, I crack jokes is because I'm actually not that bad when it comes to like football. I don't mind New York, um, New York, um, football teams at all. It's more basketball, basketball. 
I'm, I'm strictly I'm strictly Brooklyn Nets. I'm strictly Brooklyn Nets, and mm-hmm. uh, nowhere near the New York Knicks. That's why I just crack jokes for David when, yeah. whenever he mentions New York. But um, with that with that being said, man, let's go ahead and go on to the next audio message, man. The next one is from Pablo again. Let's do it. Here we go. Um, Devin Hester. Uh, let's see, Dion Sanders. What? Um, I'm sure there are other people, but we're talking like. Um, let's see, what's his name? Josh, Josh Krebs. It's just, yeah, the special teams, you got to respect them. Um, it's true, it sucks how everyone says it's offense and defense, but the special teams need to be acknowledged. Exactly. Eric, you thought he was talking about the movie, right? Yeah, I was like, yeah, I saw you say so. No, no, I was talking about first. I, I thought he was talking about the movie too, but then as I heard him say special teams, I'm like, yeah, definitely special teams. You gotta put some respect on that on that name. But I was about to say this movie's goaded. Like what the <laughs> heck? Oh my gosh, man! But yeah, shout I out agree. to Pablo. Shout out to Pablo, man. Shout out to Pablo. But um, yeah, I definitely agree, hundred ten percent. They special teams. We don't really recognize it like at all, really. You know, mm. like it's not really. Not saying that we don't recognize it in sports. You usually recognize everything, but like overall. Compared it's, to the other things, they don't recognize it. It's not as acknowledged yeah, as the other two. Not. Definitely not. But um, shout out to Pablo, man. Let's go on yep. to the next audio message from Adrian. Here he is. Nice. Oh, actually, um, special teams are a part of other sports, like hockey. Um, I'm yes, not sure yes, in the yeah. NBA is it there. Um, I, well, I can't really say in the NBA because um, there are ejections. Like from the fouls and shit like that, but on hockey there are like certain type of um certain types of points in the uh in in the in the hockey game where special teams, um, I think there's certain type of other special teams in other sports. It's just not really of a popular uh, it's not really of a popular topic that a lot of people like to talk about because a lot of people, like I said, undermine special teams and don't really use them as an advantage to where they can at least take over the game and people be like oh wow like how did this team do good and then they watch the game themselves and then they hear it's special teams mm-hmm. that, i mean hockey does have some special teams like that but i i, I don't really know if it's special teams it's more like penalty kills and power plays like when it, when in hockey when like you have five skaters on the ice to say one of them gets a penalty the other the other player goes into the box so that is what you call a power play they get the other team gets two minutes and a five v four advantage, and they just start wailing pucks at the goalie. I mean, that's a, that's like a that's like a uh, uh, how do you say it? like it's not like it's not like a full description of what it is. I'm just trying to like make it quick, but basically, you have the advantage, and then on that on that uh, on that on, on the two minutes you have, you put out your special teams in a sense, which you would call sometimes they're called penalty killers or your penalty power your power players, and you get your best best shot makers, best uh, playmakers, best best usually the best players are the tough players on the team and they 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 have four guys, four guys that, that try to kill off the power play and four guys that try to get the the goal in the net. So that you just went in on hockey day. No, yeah. What in, man? What in? But what more can I say? Like there's nothing else to do. <laughs> there, like, you're that perfect. You're that <laughs> perfect, man. But I'm just going to go ahead and, and, and keep it going, man. Shout out to Adrian, though. Let's do it. 
right, and the next one is from Adrian. Yeah, nice. It's so crazy right now. Let's get it. All right, here we go. But I one thing I want to mention is that it's the, definitely the coaching staff. The coaching staff for the offense coordinator or defense coordinator, whoever is control of whatever part of you know the spectrum of the sport or whatever it is your um whatever it is you're in has to manufacture of who is going in, how much reps or how much um, you know how much minutes are they getting and then be able to switch people in and out um, and then just knowing who you're switching in and out what position and then also make sure that hey you know having guys that can play multiple positions actually helps because if an injury happens you can easily put somebody on a cornerback slot or um, someone at a defensive back or outside linebacker should always have an open mind Always have an open mind because that will actually help you win. Without a doubt. I mean, definitely if we're going to move it into the coaching staff, coaching staff is so important. And I saw something that it was really – I really thought it was interesting. And it said, like, if, if people don't think that coaching – the coaching staff is so important to sports, then how come there's so many coaching changes? You know? Yeah. It's like, it's like you got to find that perfect balance between your teammates, between your team and, like, organization that – Everyone gets along and everyone knows, understands it's only, there's always one goal at the end of the day, and that's to win, 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 win that championship at the end for win, any sport. Win, win, win. <laughs> what song is that? Yeah, I know that song. That, I, I mean, I don't want to get No, copyrighted. we're going to get copyrighted. Yeah. Yeah. No, nah, nah, it was like three seconds. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> if, if, I kept, if I kept going, then it would have been, been like, yeah. oh, no. But <laughs> either, either way, man, shout out to Adrian, man, with the yes. breakdowns. Shout out to him, man. But let's go ahead and go on with. Well, actually, I do want. I just want to add on. Like, I agree. Like, I just want to say that as well. Like, I do agree that the, the, the coaching staff is very important. And not long, not only is it important to like be able to make the right calls, but it's also important to be very comfortable with your players and your players comfortable with you. You know, because the relationship mm-hmm. part of coaching does matter a lot. You know, me and David know that a little bit too well. You know? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> What, what's it called? Just, just remember the relationship part, being um, comfortable or being like, I guess you say, I would like, I, I feel like friendly is a little bit too like light of a word. I, um, I, I think comfortable. Know. I think comfortable is good. All right. Well, being, being comfortable with your coach is, is very important. Very important. So that's another thing that, that ties into it. But um, let's go ahead and go on to the next audio message, which is from 10886. Nice. That's funny. You guys say defense, but yet, even when you guys do your games and you guys talk about that, exactly, talk about double-doubles and 150 points and three goals and all this stuff and assist, all this offensive uh, breaks. Those are not defensive breaks. You guys talk about stops. You guys talk about stops. You guys talk about, you know, offensively, what they do, the attack skill. Points, baby. Think about it, though. An even kilt team. All measures, 50-50. The one with the best offense will win the game. The best defense will hold you and stop you to an offense, but the best, if he's playing solely against a better offense, that offense is going to pick him apart. They're going to find a way and pick them apart. Eh, offense, baby. Offense. Points. Give me the, give me the rack-ups. Rack them up. See, 10-8-86. The reason, like, we talk about these offensive stats, like double-doubles, triple-doubles, 
350 yards, four touchdowns. The reason five goals, the reason being is that we do. I, I do admit we do talk about offensive stats because they happen more often than defensive stats. Like how, how often do you see a quarterback drop 250-plus yards uh, than, than, a corner, than a cornerback or any defensive uh, person have an interception? It's more often that you're going to see a quarterback get like 300 yards than a cornerback getting an interception or any defensive player. So it, we do acknowledge it a little more just because it stands out. I mean, I mean, when I, when a defensive player gets like an interception or even a block, three blocks and a steal, I mean, I, I think I would acknowledge that in a sense, because that's helped them has helped him in his player stats and has helped the team get a couple uh, points on that fast break. I will say this as well. We do acknowledge defensive stats. We do. And during a prediction game, we would say, we would say rebounding is a defensive stat, right? That involved that's involved in um now it can be used as an offensive stat as well. But mm-hmm. we're just talking about rebounding in general. It can go off it can go both ways. Also, we talk about steals and blocks. We still talk about those things as well. So we do mention those. And also during soccer, when we would go over soccer when we go over soccer games, we talk about their clean sheets. You know, if a play if a team realistically in soccer, it's kinda hard to talk about defense. Like, if say if you didn't catch the game, right? If you didn't catch the game and you just see a scoreline of, like, two to one, right, it's kind of hard to really give them props for their defense because you, you because they conceded, you know? So, in other words, there's no stats afterwards after that, you know? There's no – like, no one really breaks down the tackles or anything, or, anything, or anything of that nature. The only thing that you can see is the goalie teams, right? But if you see two nothing or three nothing, at least you know for a fact that defense clamped up because they did not let any goals go in, and clean sheets is a stat for everybody. So, that, that but we do we do cover those as well. But I see where you're coming from. I do see where you're coming from. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I mean, when you when you when you look at these like ESPN and all these other bigger sporting networks, in a sense, they sort of only address like offensive stats than mm-hmm. defensive stats. Like the only time like they would address a defensive stat is that if it broke a record or if it's like like high, like it's like unlikely you ever see it again in a sense. So yeah. like, I do get that point where it's like we do we do stress more offensive stats than offense offensive stats than defensive stats. So like I understand that point. Hey, but but listen, listen, listen. That's what the e, that's what the ESPNs do. You know, I mean that's what the yeah. that's what the bigger networks do. That's why over here at D That's not what the D and E takeover does. We, we address we, the sport as a whole. Exactly, you feel me? We we do it all. We do offense, defense, special teams. I mean, that's kind of part of defense, but like or offense in a sense. You know what I mean? But either way, either way, <laughs> we do it all around here. We do it all around here, man. But um, yes, sir. Let's go ahead and go on to the next audio message, which is from Adrian Gonzalez again. Here we go, man. Let's do it. The one thing that I'm amazed about what basketball can do that other sports really it's really kind of hard to manufacture this unless like depending on the team that you're going against but in basketball it's so it's so honestly it's real gangster when a one you know point guard or one you know guard is actually taking care of the whole entire game meanwhile you have a lot of superstars on the other side and i think that's where you having a lot of 
you know, people not really focusing on defense. Like, why are you allowing that guy to take a three-point shot, him being wide open as fuck, and then I keep making it? Like, dude, at least put a challenge and put a little bit of pressure on the guy because you may see a little bit of a turn if you put pressure on the guy that's making the shots versus just keeping him wide open as fuck. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's that's just straight facts, man. I literally can't say anything else about it, man. He's just spitting straight facts, man. But shout out to Adrian, bro. Yeah, definitely. But, but he said he mentioned he mentioned the point guard position real quick. And I know he was only talking about basketball, but we see that every other sport too, like the quarterback position, like Tom Brady, like you know, they they run they run the show in a sense. Yeah. You know, so there are many other other sports that have like the reputation of like a point guard, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Or the responsibility of the like the, the point guard role. Yeah, yeah. The playmaker. I would say in soccer it's the center mid. Yeah. I'd say the center mid kinda of like has to control everything as well. So definitely. But yeah, man, I that couldn't agree anymore. But let's go ahead and go on to the next audio message, which is from Adrian again, man. Here we go. Yes. Nah, man, nah, David, it's okay, it's okay. I don't like the Giants as much, but I will give respect where respect is due, my guy. I'm not gonna be, I'm not your typical like crazy or that you know or or iconic, uh, freaking um, you know, uh, Cowboys fan. Like I know what the problems are. I know where yeah, yeah. the things are at. Trust me, I don't need to hear it, but I know I'm going to hear it anyway. <laughs> but I do give a lot of respect to what the Giants are doing. I mean, you're not going to lie. Yes, uh, you know, we're supposed to be rivals and stuff like that, but I'll give respect where respect is due. You have a solid, good offense. I think that defense needs to be a little bit worked on, in my opinion, but it is kind of a little bit stacked as well on that side, mm-hmm. too. I just think that... It's going to be a hell of a game when it comes to game day between the Giants and the Cowboys. Two times in the same fucking season. Let's go. Definitely. I mean, I, 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 I do give you respect in that point. At least he's not, you know, you know, at least he's not one of those, like, I, I know a lot of Cowboys fans are just like, oh, just not even Cowboys fans. A lot of fans are like, <laughs> oh, my team is great, even though their team's like 0-16. Or something. They're like, oh, my team's better than yours. And I'd be like, all right, all right, calm down. All right. But at least I respect you for acknowledging that, like acknowledging other teams and what they're good at. I mean, the Cowboys, they do have some problems. There is some questionability about Dak Prescott right now as a quarterback. But I, I heard it's going good. I'm not 100% on that. I think the shoulder checked out to be okay. So I think he'll be back in a couple weeks. So I think he should be good for week one. And without Dak, Pre- Dak Prescott, we've seen it last year, the Cowboys – struggle they have they struggle to put up points but now that you're gonna have Dak Prescott back hopefully I think you look very dangerous in this division and I will admit that because you can't look past it now looking at the Giants side Giants he said the defense had to be worked on I somewhat disagree with that I think our defense is really good I think it was was ranked I I think it was ranked top 10 last year I think I believe I'm don't don't check me on that but I think they were they were really good last year, but I think our problem is with the quarterback position. It's with Daniel Daniel Jones in the offense a little bit. Offensive line has to protect protect protect. I said protect. The, the offensive line has to protect Daniel Jones. He's got to give him time, and Daniel Jones has to take that next step to feeling pressure and looking for his options instead of throwing it away or throwing it turning turnovers, producing turnovers. So there are some things, but I will say I do agree with you on one point. 
we this will be a great, great, uh, a great game. Two games they play throughout the season, so I'm excited. There it is, man. But uh, I don't know. Maybe David's being a little bit biased. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm only joking around. I love you know that was a little bit of like of a coming together between a cowboy Cowboys fan and a Giants fan. You know that was nice. Because we both understand the sport, that's why. So it's instead, awesome. It, instead, you have people like me that says Lamar is the best quarterback in the league. All right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm only joking. I'm only joking, guys. I only say that because he's my favorite quarterback. But like, I'm a Ravens fan. But um, that's why. With, without without further ado, let's go on to the next audio message, man. And it's from um Adrian Gonzalez again, man. Here we go. Yeah, man, um, with preseason, the only thing I care about, especially when it comes to my team, is looking at the starters. Definitely looking at the starters, seeing how they can actually um, interact with each other, um, and also see like if the defense can at least touch it up and not get scored on until, you know, obviously until you see like the second string um, and sometimes the third string. Um, but even seeing at, at least at second stringers, see how what they can do, you know what I mean? Um, in my opinion, it, it actually helps out and on all teams because it it you're you're eliminate you're eliminating the fat you're cutting off the fat and you're trimming up that bitch like you're making a uh, a thick bitch into a slim thick bitch you know what I mean like you're trimming that fat up and then you're trying to make sure that the ones that you do not need poof, kick off the goddamn squad have them you know have them go to some other team. Yeah, man. Yeah. I I really, like, he's just kind of, like, giving facts. Like, I don't really know, like, how to, like, respond. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, the only reason I watched preseason football, I only watched, the, like, the first quarter, the first couple of drives of preseason football, just because of the starters playing. And if they work good, I'm happy. If they don't, then I'm a little sad. But, you know, basically the first quarter is the only quarter I watched in preseason. Preseason is a little, for me, I'm sorry. Preseason is just a little bit, uh, it's too dull. I'm sorry. I yeah, can't, no, I, can't. I, I don't blame you. I can't bring myself to watch preseason football. I'm sorry. No <laughs> way. No, no way. Call me, uh, when the, when the, let's call me when the season starts. I'll be ready. <laughs> I'll look at the highlights. That's all right, yeah. There you go. But um, without further ado, man, let's go on to the next audio message, which is from Adrian again, man. Here we go. Honestly, I wouldn't be tripping about more about Trevor Lawrence. Um, in my opinion, I really do think this is a good a, a good you know good preseason games to see how Trevor Lawrence can actually interact with that offense including with the experience of a quarterback or used to be a quarterback from a Tim Tebow uh from a Tim Tebow guy especially with Tim Tebow I mean I, I honestly think that if Tim Tebow can do his job and make sure that everyone is doing their job, it actually helps out with a quarterback, especially like a rookie with Trevor Lawrence in the back of the field. And then making sure that the offense is doing their job. But remind y'all guys, he's on the Jacksonville Jaguars with a new coaching staff, with majority of new players that it's going to take a long time. So I don't really expect anything uh, spectacular this year, especially this year. I mean, I definitely, I definitely get it that his new coaching staff is a college quarter, college, uh, college coach going into the NFL. I definitely get it at that point. It's gonna be a lot of getting used to, but uh, I mean, 
uh-huh. your number one pick, <laughs> Trevor Lawrence. You were projected to be as good as Peyton Manning and Andrew Luck. So, like, I'm expecting a big season for him. Not going to lie. Will the Jaguars make the playoffs? Probably not. I mean, I'm not gonna go. I'm not gonna go bet on the Jaguars making the playoffs because then I'll just be be losing money at that point. But, <laughs> but I don't know. I just think Trevor Lawrence. I'm not. Yeah, like you said, I'm not expecting to have a phenomenal phenomenal year. But I'm not expecting to have a low end year too because he's still getting used to the coaching staff, which is a big part of any sport. So, I do agree with that. I'm I'm sorry. I just highly I disagree as a whole. As I most certainly disagree. There's no way I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna keep saying it until somebody really points it out like crazy on like one of the ESPN shows. I don't know. <laughs> just know, just know how you heard it here first. There's no way you pay this man twenty to thirty million on a bonus as a rookie, and he's not giving you a great season. I'm sorry. There's no way. There's literally <laughs> no way. Unless, unless you just, unless you just opened your arms or opened your hands to getting finesse. I, I don't know. I don't know what. Else, I don't know why. <laughs> You say open your open your hands to get your finesse. That's the first time I ever heard that in my life. But like, but like, it's just like it's just like you want to get finesse. In that case, why would you give him that much money if you know that he's just not gonna be good? Yeah. Or it's like well, you... that and that's why I I love and hate the draft because it's always a risk with every single prospect you get. Like we've seen many first first overall picks that just turn into that just like turn into. Like terrible players. Like we've seen, Anth- shout out to Anthony Bennett. Yeah, <laughs> shout out to Anthony Bennett, the NBA. But he doesn't really play in the NBA league no more. So he was the number one pick coming out of college. So I mean, basically, I don't really like the draft, and I think everyone who's been here knows that. And I think it's more about how the team develops a player. I don't care if you draft someone first pick or you draft them 199th, like like Tom Brady. Shout out to Tom Brady, but. It's how you develop your players because the first pick, uh, first pick can be as valuable as your seventh round pick. So keep that in mind. Listen, but I'm gonna say this much though. It's it's not even the fact that they like picked him number one or he was the number one pick. It's the fact that no other rookie that was a high pick got that amount of money. You paid him like a crazy amount. You paid him a crazy amount. He better be doing some crazy, unheard of things. That's all I'm going to say. All right. That's all I'm going to say on that part. But um, without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, we do have a couple of audio messages left. However, we do have another set, whole segment to go through. So we're going we're gonna to give it a pause on the, on, on, the, uh, on the audio messages for a little bit right now. Um, Dave, I said we go back, what, like 540, 530, 545 maybe, something like that. All right. Sounds good, man. All right, man. But without further ado... David, introduce us into our next segment. So basically, ladies and gentlemen, our next segment is called Big Deal and Not a Big Deal. And it's very simple. The rules are very, very simple. It's not rocket science. So basically, me and Eric, we give topics back and forth to each other. And then we basically say whether they are a big deal or not a big deal. Very simple, like I said. So (laughs) Eric, that's all I need to explain because, like I said, it's not rocket science. So there it is. And if you didn't understand, man. You're going to have to understand. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. You can check it out on Spotify. We'll go over again. Exactly. Yo, 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 shameless plug right there. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> like, and you don't understand. Go on Spotify and follow us. So you can listen yeah. to it again. Exactly. Now, for anyone that doesn't know, you know, quick, quick, like, like, what, what, what would we call it? Quick ad break. Quick ad break. Oh, you know? yeah. 30 second you know, ad break. We have a Spotify. We have 
we have Apple Podcasts and the Anchor app and many other um, podcasting platforms. We're also on YouTube and we're also on Instagram. So shout out to that really quick. But little, yes. little, little ad intermission right there. But I'm fine with it. Without further ado, David, I believe you go first this week. Sounds good, man. All right, let's let's do this. Let's let's do this. So basically, I have a good one, and I'm really happy with this one because I was very surprised about this happening. And this is for MLB baseball, and uh, basically, big deal, not a big deal, Eric. And for anyone listening, Tyler Gilbert, pitcher of the Arizona Diamondbacks, throws his first career no hitter, and guess it, and and guess what, in his first career MLB start. Oh, oh my goodness. Let, let me reiterate real quick, because I don't think everyone fully got the, the grasp of it. A rookie pitcher for the Arizona Diamondbacks, which is a team in MLB, threw a no-hitter, which is very, very hard. Like, extremely. I'm pretty sure it's extremely hard. Throws a no-hitter and in his first career start. So I got to give major props to this guy. A round of applause for him. Absolutely phenomenal. What a Yo, great experience some, that must be. Send some claps. Send some claps in the yes, chat. Yes, right claps for Tyler Gilbert. Yeah. You might have but, to have him on the show. Yo, man. Yeah, we got yo, let, let's 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 let let's talk to him really quick. Dave, <laughs> don't you have his number? You have his number, right? Uh I'm working on it. <laughs> oh my goodness. But listen, man. First off, yeah, it's a big deal, but what? As a rookie? Yeah. In your first game? No, first start, sorry. But you know what I meant. First, in your first start in the MLB, you throw a no-hitter. Like, this dude basically basically said, yeah, I don't feel pressure. He's like, yeah, <laughs> he's like, yeah. a bunch of fans in front of me, yeah, I don't care. He's like, I- I'm just going to do what I have to do. What? I, you know what I really hope? You know what I really hope? I hope this what? guy does it. I hope he does it again. I just hope he does it again. Like, within, at least one more time before the season, before the season ends. You know, because that's just that's insane. We don't yeah. like for ladies and gentlemen. No hitters are not regular at all. Like I would say, David, correct me. Tell me if I'm wrong. I might be going a little bit overboard on this, but just compared to like the NBA, right? A no hitter is has a lesser chance of happening than a triple double. Has a lesser ch- yeah, definitely. So like that 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 just to put it in perspective because a triple double is a is a great stat line but overall like a no hitter is hard to do so that's a and big deal man it's that's- a huge deal and shout out to him but I do have some I I do have some uh, fun facts for you y'all it's not like I'm from Southern y'all but <laughs> y'all it is Gil- Tyler Gilbert. The rookie pitcher is only the fourth pitcher in the league history to throw a no hitter in his first start, and, and he's the first so he's the first to do so since 1953. So it's been a lo- it's been a while. We've been due for one. And also, I got another one. And since we had we've had a lot of no hitters thrown by pitchers this year, and they're saying that the that the record for the most no hitters given uh, thrown in a given year is eight, which is set in 1884. And was matched this season with uh, Tyler Gilbert's no hitter. So we are tied with eight with the record. So oh it's pretty cool. They got some history. This this kid, he better be nice. I'm telling you, I, I hope this guy ends up having a great career overall. You know, 
Like he should. I mean, what a great start, right? That's I mean, what I'm saying. Get better from here. I mean, uh, you would hope so. You would hope so because you can have a yeah. great start and then like, period, and all of a sudden it becomes like a fluke, and then you he just throws like eight. He throws eighteen times and they hit every single time. You know what I mean? <laughs> that would be so. Dis- that would be so disappointing. Is that yeah. even funny? So sad. But um, hey man, shout out to him, bro. That was a great. That yeah. was a great topic right there, David. That's a great one. Thank you. But without further ado. David, I'm going to give you a choice. Basketball or soccer, man? Pick one. Uh, let's go with soccer. I'm excited. Ooh. Okay, we're starting off with a little soccer, a little football for you guys. Here we go. The first one I have, the first one um, the, the first one I ran, da- I ran down here is big deal, not a big deal. Inter Milan, right? Inter Milan signed the Dutch international Denzel Dumfries from PSV. Uh. Uh, I'm just gonna say, not a big deal. Okay, not a big deal. I I really don't. Uh, in my opinion, which remember everyone is my opinion, so it's not right or wrong. But usually my opinions are correct. I mean, that sounded oh. very cocky. That sounded so cocky. I I'm just kidding. But I mean, this is my opinion. I think it's really not that big of a deal because I mean, Inter Milan has a, a abundance of great players, and he's just adding to it. But I don't really know if he's gonna make a big impact on the team. Maybe, maybe. But we can, we can assume all we want. But and if any, we can assume all we want. But it's making. I don't know. I just don't. I gotta see it to believe it. I guess I don't know. I gotta see how he how he formed the team. If that makes any I, sense. I respect that. Now, I I would I would say like this. Dumfries had a good um had a good showing at the Euros with um with with Netherlands. But overall, you know, like. I, I'm gonna say it's a, it's like somewhat of a big deal, like kind of like in the middle, you know, kind of like in the middle, cause like, you know, it's a new league, you gotta adjust. It's a better team. They're in the Champions League this year, so that's gonna be a big thing as well. And also, they lost like everything. So, like for him to come in, hopefully he can play a big role for them, you know. Hopefully he can make, he could turn some heads. But um, there it is. There's that. Definitely. That was good. I like that. So, let's move on to the. Next, big deal or not a big deal for me. And this one is very exciting. I thought it was really cool. I saw it on Instagram, to be honest. And uh, you know Muhammad Ali? You heard of that guy, right? Yes, of course. What? I think so. I, look, I think wait, we heard of this mess. That guy? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, just that guy. But oh my his, his, uh, his uh, uh, grandson fought this weekend. And oh, guess I what? His that. name is Nico Ali Walsh. Won his first boxing match with the first round knockout uh and he is the the god not the godson the grandson of legendary fighter muhammad ali so that's scary (laughs) i'm sorry i'm already saying it bro well first off big deal right the reason i say that is because we're talking about muhammad ali in my opinion obviously is is the greatest greatest boxer of all time you know i feel like you, I mean, can can you really argue that? I don't know if you can really argue that, but I, I, you probably could. But I'm, I'm gonna say that I, in my head, I believe that Muhammad Ali is the greatest boxer of all time. But to see his, to see his grandson, like in other words, there's another one. Oh no! <laughs> it's like what? And I hope this kid lives up to his potential, man, because like his potential, his his limit is like the sky's the limit. And after that, there's really no limit because he can go past the sky, like the dude. It's, it's Muhammad you're a descendant of Muhammad Ali in a sense, you know? The same so, blood as a legend in the ring. Exactly. So I think it's a big deal as well. I mean I mean, we'll see what happens. 
if he keeps on winning, he'll be even closer to his grandfather's legacy. So we'll see what happens. I don't want to overstate it because it's only his first one, first win. Yeah. But we'll see what happens. Listen, David, <laughs> I'm going to irritate you, bro. I'm going to irritate you. I'm warning oh. you, you right now. Ladies no. and gentlemen, I have to talk about this because I find it hilarious. I find it hilarious, bro. This This guy... This guy's ego is through the roof, okay? So since David brought up boxing, I just wanted to bring this up really quick. Um, for anyone that doesn't know, right, David, this is a big deal, not a big deal topic, obviously. But um, <laughs> for anyone that doesn't know, there's a, there's a YouTuber slash, like, slash boxer that's named Jake Paul. If you don't know who he is, he's basically a YouTuber that wants to be that wants to be a boxer, has been fighting people, right? And he created a hit list. And I, David, I want to know. Oh, my. Yes. I'm gonna list these names, okay? I'm gonna list these names, and I just wanna, I just wanna hear your reaction. All right, here we go. So the first one, you know, um, he said he said Annie Sung Kim. No one really knows who that is. He's a YouTuber, right? That was his like first match. Then so we crossed him off. Then he said Nate Robinson. He knocked out Nate Robinson. Crossed him off. <laughs> then he said Ben Askren. Knocked out Ben Askren. Crossed him off. Then he said Ty. <laughs> yo, yo. Then he said Tyron Woodley's next. Okay. I, I, in my opinion, I think he's gonna get knocked out, but Tyron will be. I hope. Right? Then he goes, I'm just, I'm just gonna, ready? Moment of silence, really quick. I'm just gonna list every single one after this. After it goes, Tyron Woodley, Canelo, Nate or Nick Diaz, Kamura, I'm gonna gonna say his first name wrong, but Kamura Usman, right? It says, Timmy Fury, Conor McGregor, KSI, I Gervonta, Gervonta, Gervonta Davis, and and then possibly Logan Paul. Oh, Eric, <laughs> my brain is hurting. I think I lost a couple of brain cells. I'm not gonna lie. So this is his hit list, right? In a sense, are you kidding me, man? This guy is. Mm, I don't want to get into. <laughs> it. Just gets me so mad. Uh, just I just don't like his attitude. I don't like his his cockiness. And to put names like Canelo, I I I, I pray that he I, first. I'm gonna pray that Tyrone Woodley knocks him out in the first two seconds of the first round. <laughs> hopefully that happens. I don't know, but hopefully it does. But I will. Then if that doesn't happen though, per se, but I hope it does. I hope he versus Canelo because Canelo will show him what's up. He is a boxer, Canelo, and we all know he's a, a three time. Uh, uh, champion. So I know he's has what it takes. Canelo's been talking to him on on Twitter and all that stuff. But I mean, ladies and gentlemen, what do we expect out of a uh, out of a twenty five year old trapped in a four year old body? I mean, <laughs> wait, no, it's the other way around. A four year old trapped in a twenty five year old body. What do we expect? Yeah. This guy is doing this for mar- marketing purposes, of course, because because uh, I think deep down he knows that he's not going to beat Tyron Woodley. He's not going to beat. Or maybe he does. He's just that that clueless. But I, I really hope I, I really hope he loses. But you know, you know, it's funny because he's his marketing plan is working. So I gotta give him props on that. Cause he is making a smart strategy and calling out all these people and getting deals done to make fights. So I will give him credit. That's a smart business move and uh strategy. So but everything else I just don't I just don't agree with. Oh my goodness. All right. I'm gonna say this much, man. I find it funny. You said Tyron Woodley, right? 
KSI is. He's another YouTuber, so. Why, why would you go down? Like, I, I, I do like KSI as a YouTuber, but, like, why would you go down? Like, yeah. why wouldn't you fight him next and then go back up? Like, I don't, I don't understand. I don't understand. And, 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 what, and what Eric means by going down, he means, like, just fighting experience and how well they fight. Because, like, <laughs> we all know KSI is not better than Conor McGregor and then Con Canelo, Tyrone Woodley, yada, yada, yada. KSI's big fight, KSI's biggest win was against Logan Paul. Like, bro. <laughs> What? Like, uh, oh my goodness, man! But I can't play. Hey, I can't pay no attention to this. That I that I had to bring it up because I knew we get your blood boiling. I had to. <laughs> but if you don't buy, I would like to go into like my actual big deal, not big deal topic. Sure. All right, man. Um, let's go to basketball since we just did soccer. Um, here we go. So, let me. Oh, let me do this one. This one's probably the biggest one, right? Big deal, not big deal. The Clippers and the Grizzlies have done a trade, ladies and gentlemen. They have done a trade. Now, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go, I'm just gonna rip the band-aid off. Here we go. The Clippers receive Eric Bledsoe. And the Grizzlies receive Patrick Beverly, Rondo, and Daniel Oturu. Big deal, not a big deal. Uh you know. Normally, I would say not a big deal because those usually team, play, uh, players that are like are role players are not that really big of a deal in that trade. But that trade, I will say it's a big deal just because I think the Pelican was it the Grizzlies you said, right? The Grizzlies, not the Pelicans, sorry. Yeah, the Grizzlies, the Grizzlies. The, yeah, the Grizzlies, sorry. But uh, I think the Grizzlies, they finessed that trade, to be honest. I mean, they got three players, three bench players to add to their, three role players to add to their bench. And also, they got. A guy, Patrick Beverly, who we agree that is a is a pest, and you would like to have on your team, but not verse because he's just annoying and he just helps out your team tremendously. Let's yep. say that. Definitely. And you get Rajon Rondo, who is a great veteran in the league. He played for Boston, went to the Clippers. Yeah, a, a lot of history with Rondo. Just for Eric Bledsoe, <laughs> like, come on, like. Like I think we got to be GMs, Eric. I I, feel, I really think we got to be GMs because I don't think that trade made any sense. I think Grizzlies finessed it, and that's the end of the story. Bro, this is I'm gonna tell you right now. This is the dumbest trade I've, I've ever seen, bro. This is this just goes to show the Clippers base. What the Clippers did, they basically said to LA, they're like, we're forever gonna be the second fiddle in, in LA. We're always gonna be the second best team in LA. That's it. Cause yeah, this this. This does not make any sense whatsoever. This team, right, they managed to keep everybody. They managed to bring everyone back. They didn't lose nobody, right? And we saw what they were doing in the playoffs, okay? We saw what they were capable of. They were a great team without Kawhi. Now, they, they were going to be out with – they were going to be without Kawhi in the beginning of the season. I forget for how long, but Kawhi was going to be out for some good time because he got, he got his surgery, Okay. 
So why in the world would you trade Patrick Beverly, Rondo, and Daniel Arturo for just Eric Bledsoe? Eric Bledsoe's inconsistent. What is he going to add to the team? Like Inconsistency. That's, that's what he's going to add. <laughs> and you lose two overall. I don't know. I don't really know much um, on Daniel Arturo. But overall, you lose Patrick Beverly and Rondo, which gives you which gives you veteran experience and also pretty good defense. Like what? If this for sure, it doesn't for Eric Bledsoe. Oh my goodness, it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. The man Eric Bledsoe can like here or there maybe drop you twenty four points, you know, something like that. But you already have Ricky Jackson for that. So what do you need Eric Bledsoe for? You know, man, bro, that was that. In my opinion, we'll see what happens. Maybe, maybe Tyron Lue. I tell you one thing, Tyron Lue's definitely proven to me that he is a good coach. So maybe that's what he wanted to do, and we'll see what happens, man. I guess that's all we have to do is see what happens because we can keep on making opinions and assumptions about what's going to happen, but we don't know what's going to happen until it happens. Exactly. So, but Time based off of that, based off of previous years of seeing these people play. Eric Bledsoe is inconsistent. Yeah. And one player for three, I mean, let's do the math, guys. Three to one is a better better ratio than one to three. I I will tell you this much. I will tell you this much. Overall, they did they did um they definitely probably released a lot of uh, um they made a lot of cap room probably that's probably the only thing that they got out of it. They they released three salaries for one, you know. So maybe that's the best that's thing true. they could have got out of it, but who knows. But uh, let's go into my next topic, and it is – all right, I want to do this one. I really want to do this one. This one's interesting. And right. it is our Brooklyn Nets player in the Summer League, Cam Thomas, oh. is a rookie, leads the Summer League with 27 points per game. So big deal, not a big deal. Dude. What do you think? That's a big deal. And let me tell you, that man is a bad man. He's a <laughs> bad man, bro. Tam Thomas is going to be a great scorer in this league, man. He's going to be. It's just, he's just, I, how do you even explain it? He just knows how to score the basketball. He's so good at it. It's just like, he's just like that. And you know what's crazier? Like, let's just go back to draft night. Look where the Nets picked him up. Yeah, we have the we have literally the highest like we have the highest. You said he's averaging the most score, averaging the most points, correct? Yes, with twenty seven. He's he's averaging the most points, and look where we picked him up. We picked him up around. I forgot. I forget exactly which one it was, but I think it was like twenty seven, twenty five. Yeah, I think it was twenty seven too. All right, like around that around that area, this guy could have easily been a lottery pick, easily. Like I'm shocked that teams passed up on him. I'm shocked that teams passed up to passed up to him. But listen, overall we got Cam Thomas, and it's a big deal, man. This dude's a stud. He's a stud. What about you? I agree with you, and and Eric, you said that Jalen Green is going to be a future scoring champion, and I agree. I really do. But I think Cam Thomas just changed my mind, just because. And ladies and gentlemen, I know you're pro- you're probably thinking like, David, it's only the summer league. Like you usually are against this stuff, and I am. I'm totally against predicting people's futures early on, especially during a summer league like this. But 
I can I can distinguish talent when I see talent, and I can just see when someone makes a shot that he's going to be a really good shooter. So I'm going to say Cam Thomas, you're going to have a, a very, very – him and Jalen Green are going to be top two candidates for me in being scoring champions in the somewhat future. So I, I like I it. like what I'm seeing. I hope to see a little more from him. And he will get minutes on Brooklyn, in which will help out that team tremendously in the bench. So I'm excited. Will, will he, though? Think about it. Think about it. What do you mean, oh, will he? Well, actually, no, he's going to because there's going to be a couple teams that we blow out, and then they're going to get a lot of minutes. They're going to get a lot of minutes, and they're just going to make it worse. They're going to make it even worse. Oh, my gosh. That's going to be crazy. <laughs> this team is all offense. It's wild. It's, <laughs> this team is it's pretty crazy. much. This team is offensively, like, stacked. Oh, my goodness. Without a doubt. But that was a great, that was a great topic right there, David. Thanks. All right, but let's go ahead. I'm going to go ahead and go on to my next one. I'm going to go back to soccer. Here we go. Um, You know, I want to talk about the game really quick. There's one big game that happened this week. The Premier League started for anyone that doesn't know. And, uh, David, oh, gosh, big deal or not big deal. Yes. On opening day. Yes, sir. Arsenal lost to Brentford. 2 nothing. <laughs> go, go, go ahead. Go ahead. I mean, I wish Pablo Rodriguez was in here right now. Because oh, he is an God. Arsenal fan. And it's really sad to see that happening, ladies and gentlemen. But they lost. They lost to a team that hasn't won. I believe they haven't won. Uh, I feel like this I, this was Brentford's first win in 74 years. I could be I, I could be wrong, but I think I got that correct. They, this is Brentford. They, they haven't been in the Premier League since 1947. Nine, there you go. They haven't been in the Premier League for, since 1947. So that is a big deal. Not even for Arsenal because it's like, come on, you guys. You guys are good team. I believe. I still think they're a pretty good team. And you lose to Brentford. I'm sorry, but I, I give major props to Brentford. I think they played their hearts out, and hopefully they do something big. I would like to see them like one of the lesser city teams. They might be a lesser city underdog. underdog. No but way. It's going to be exciting. I mean, they played pre- They played okay. I'm going to give them that. And I think they have momentum from uh, being, in the, uh, being in the Premier League for the first time since uh, in 74. And I think it was 74 years, but that's going to be exciting. I'm excited for that. Listen, let me tell you this. First off, Arsenal, man. First off, can we talk about the fact that Saka didn't even start? Oh, my goodness. What is going on? Mikel Arteta is literally just – he's just he's just having fun at this point. He doesn't know what he's doing. Just throwing plays in there. Like, yeah, you go ahead. You you go ahead and play. You go ahead. Go ahead and try it out. See if you like yeah. it. <laughs> like, I don't understand what's going on at Arsenal. Also, Aubameyang and, and – and, um, What's his name? Lacazette were out due to sickness, or they, they, they said they said they were out to illness. And I, I'm curious because every time someone gets like a COVID issue, they let you know, right? Usually you find out right away. These guys are just out for illness. There's something a little bit fishy around that area. And then also afterwards in the press conference, um, they asked Arteta, "How do you feel about like not having Aubameyang and Lacazette?" And they and they and they went on. He, he went on to say like. You know, it's unfortunate, but the way his demeanor and the way he said it, it seemed as if it was like unlike he wasn't it wasn't he wasn't ready for it to happen. Or like it was it was unfit. Uh, go ahead, go ahead. I was gonna say like unfazed or something. 
Yeah, like it wasn't. It wasn't like planned. Like in other words, it sounded like it was phony. It something was wrong with that as well. But to overall, to just line it all, put it all into into one piece, right? Ah, remember, McDavid. Remember when Arsenal signed that great defender from Brighton called Ben White? Yes. Remember, remember, he started at center back that game. He started at center back, and let me tell you, what was it? Sixty-five million, fifty-five million around there. Yeah, it was a lot of money. It's a lot of money for that for that one player, right? Let me. There was a there was a highlight when they scored their first goal. Ben White went to go clear the ball, and he literally swung and missed. Oh, strike one. Literally swung and missed, and they cleared it to the uh, to right back to um the Brentford player Sergi um I think his name is Sergi Canales or Sergi something like that, right? And he cuts in. And he shoots it, and he megs Luke Chambers, and it goes into the net. And it's like, <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, that's that's the funny. Second, the second goal was even worse. The second goal off the corner, right? The ball bounces in the box. It bounces. It touches the ground. And then there's there's three Brentford players on the ball going for it. Zero Arsenal players to be found. Zero. <laughs> there we go, Arsenal. That's what I'm talking about, baby. <laughs> I think he's going to get relegated. I think so. <laughs> But, Eric, I will tell you one thing, that Lacassette and Aubameyang, you said that they were sick, and I, I, I somewhat agree with that. I think they're sick of Arsenal. Oh, That's what it is, though. I think they're just sick and tired of Arsenal. They're not sick, but they're sick and tired of Arsenal. So, we've got to watch out for that, ladies and gentlemen. But Dude, but they don't des- – in my opinion, like, yeah, I can understand why they're sick and tired of Arsenal, but they don't deserve to be sick and tired of Arsenal because they're partially part of the reason why they're so bad. Like, <laughs> y'all need to be better at scoring as, as well. Like, Obama didn't have a bad season last year, but, like, there's no way this team is that bad, man. There's no way they have quality players. They have quality players. Emil Smith-Rowe, freaking Martinelli. There's too many good players not to be, to be this bad. It doesn't make sense. Yeah, it makes absolutely no sense, but... Maybe maybe we see Arsenal get relegated this year. It'd be a shame, but still a possibility. But that was a good one. I like that topic. It was a kick off the Premier League with a with a kicked off Premier League with a bang and a shock. But I also have some soccer for you, if you don't mind. Oh, and that's uh, about Carly Lloyd. Just real quick, Carly Lloyd oh, yeah. has announced uh, has uh, announced that she is officially retiring from the sport of soccer at age thirty nine years old. So she had an awesome career for women's national soccer and uh, the national team and even for her club. But just major props to her. She had a great career. I think she was fourth in all-time in all-time goals with 128. I could be I could be mistaken. At either 122 or 128. It's coming off the top of my head. But just awesome for her. She did absolutely amazing career. And she will go down with the Amy Wombacks, Amy, a- Amy Wombacks and all those other uh, and Ham and all those other uh, legends in the sport of women's soccer. So, hey, listen, that's a big deal. And uh, like you said, legend, legend, and legend, man. She, um, she was part of that big, big um. I guess you could say generation. You know, like you said, um, Amy Wambach. Um, you can even say I know she's not retired yet technically, but Megan Rapinoe, right? Alex Morgan. Morgan, like, yeah. Like to- Tobin Heath is also another one that's really good, but like they're all those players, right? They they basically put they they made women's soccer like dominate, like they dominated for us. They dominated for the USA. They were so good. Also, 
what was the goalie's name? I forgot her name. I think it was Hope. Oh, um, yeah, it was uh, Hope Solo, I believe. Hope Solo, some yeah, like she she was amazing too. They had a great, great, great team. So, and at the center of that, really, it was it was Carly Lloyd, you know, like she was at, literally, literally at the center, like center mid. But, yeah. Um, but overall, man, she is going. She will be missed a hundred and ten percent. And thank thank you, Carly, man. Thank you, Carly Lloyd. Mm-hmm. Absolutely amazing. Put on for the USA, man. Put on for the USA. Yes, sir. But um. Without further ado, man, David, if you don't mind, right? I was looking at I was looking at the stream and everything, and I, I was I was thinking we we go back to the audio message for a little bit, but um, as of right now, Adrian's not in the stream right now, but I know that Deb the Dasher and Pablo are still are are, are still in the stream, and I've noticed that they had a couple of audio messages. So should we? I feel like we should play those, you know? Yeah, let's do. Them. All right, man. So the next one is, or the next, yeah, the next audio message is from the Deb the Dasher. So this is. This is a little bit from a little earlier, so this might be a different topic, but let's go ahead and play it. Here we go. Okay, so defense does win championships. We saw that with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers last year. Gets my Chiefs. <laughs> we come back this year. Maybe go. But um Yeah, if you if you are I know it's preseason. Like let's not freak out, it's preseason. But if you that guy, if you that goat, you getting these bonuses, they believing in you putting the franchise on you. You gotta show up every time. You can't let Justin Fields out show you. You can't let Trey Lance out show you. No. You gotta be the guy every time. Right, come on now. Exactly, man. I fully agree. I fully agree. If they're paying you that much money, bro, you have to be you have to be that dude night in and night out. And that's a big ask, you know, because he's still he's still human. He's still like you, you we all make mistakes, but Nah, you can't really be getting outplayed by your class at, at, at that, you know? But Yeah, I mean, I agree with that sense because you are the first pick. You are the the pick that everyone has been looking at for the first time. Like the first number one, basically. And uh, you got to perform to your expectations. But then again, ladies, guys, it's only your first game. I mean, you know, if we see this more consistent with Trevor Lawrence, I'd be like, okay, this is a big, big sign. But this is only the first game. I got to cut him some slack. Imagine you end up being worse than Anthony Bennett. Oh, stop! My gosh, that'd be a waste of money and a pick. (laughs) Yeah, so sad for the Jacksonville Jaguars, bro. That'd be so sad. But um, shout to Deb the Dasher, man. That was a that was a great point right there. Yeah. Let's go ahead and go on to the next audio message, which is from Deb the Dasher again. Here we go. I'm not about to let you sit here and do that. Dak Prescott. And the Cowboys should be worried. He was throwing light throws. Not a football. Something lighter than a football. Dak better get a thumbtack. So he can make sure that he can get back into the game. Shucks. For the Giants taking that ankle out again. Yo. Yo. Conspiracy theory alert. Conspiracy theory alert. The Giants was taking out people's ankles last season. They took out Dak. And they took out uh, Kyle Allen. Both of them was done by the Giants. Defense. So y'all was taking out people's ankles. This ain't basketball. It's football. Chill out with that. And Daniel Jones is good. Danny Dimes. You saw that run for 90-something yards and then he... (laughs) Never mind. Never mind. Bad memory. Bad memory. I understand. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then then Daniel Jones fell 80 yards and he got like tackled by an imaginary ghost and he fell. So that was so funny. That's where he's going with it. But uh wait, hold on, know, man. Defense defense was championship still, so maybe the Giants are doing something right. No, I'm maybe. kidding. I'm no, kidding. maybe you're right. No, I'm not right. No, no, no. No, no you are right. No, but, what's it called? Uh, David, are your Giants dirty, bro? You put no, come on. Conspiracy theory, no way. I don't believe in 100%. Why do we go for people's ankles? I mean, actually, actually, don't answer that. Don't answer that. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> don't answer that. There but, you go. I mean, I mean, we only took out two people with their ankles. I mean, it's only, only? two people. It's not, it's not like it's every single uh, every single player on the team, you know what I mean? Wow. But it's not like they did it on purpose, bro. Come on. Don't 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 do that. Don't do that. Don't be David, that conspiracy stuff. Am, am I hearing excuses for, for, for bad injuries? Excuses. Man? Excuses. No, freak injuries is what you're hearing. Uh-uh. That's what it is. I mean it's a freak injury when it happens once, but when it happens twice. <laughs> Come on. Don't even know. think about it. Don't even don't even start with that. It's just messed up. <laughs> oh uh, my god, man. Shout out to Jeff the Dasher, bro. Yes. Let's go ahead and go on to this next audio message, which is from our... Oh, Dev the Dash again. Here we go, man. Here we go. Wait, I clicked on his profile. All right, here we go. <laughs> no big deal on the no-hitter. I mean, it's impressive, but like you said, you got to do it again. Anybody can do it once. A blind squirrel can catch a nut. A broke clock is right twice a day. Can you do it again, big fella? But great start. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the same thing. And when Mahomes came out, did some great stuff. Oh, you know, he's, you know, do it again. Do it again. So, nah, do it again. Do it again. It is so hard to do it again. That's the thing. It's not like, oh, we can do it once. It's not like a triple-double in the NBA. It's like, oh, you do it once, you can do it again. I mean, it's really hard. I mean, ever since baseball, fun fact, ever since baseball has been formed as a league, since 1876, they have only had 307 no-hitters. So it is very rare. And we got to acknowledge how many pitchers there have been, how many times pitchers have thrown in the game, and how many games there have been since 1876 up until 2021. So that is a very, very rare accomplishment from pitchers. So I really have to disagree with you, Devin Dasher. I think it is a tremendous deal. Just because I only know pitchers can do it twice. It's very rare for pitchers to do it twice. There are some who've done it twice but it's very very rare and whoever whoever have done it are an elite company uh maybe that should be a debate topic man maybe it's a quick like quick debate topic about no hitters man that's that is what we're talking about here right no hitters no hitters yeah yeah all right what's it called maybe that should be a debate topic for next show to guys <laughs> look out for thursday man we might have a little debate topic on these no hitters man you never know yeah. but um shout out to Dep- dasher man yes Dep- Dep- dasher all right, let's go on to the next one. The next two actually are from the, the, the Dash. So let's go ahead and play these. Here we go. Is the list, like, in the order that he wants to fight them? Or just, like, these are the people that I want to go after? That's what I'm a little confused about. Is, is there any clarification on that? I'm not going to lie. Don't, I did not understand that one. What? What, Dev Dash said? Yeah, what did you say there? Oh, he said, he said, he was talking about the Jake Paul hit list. And he said, like, he wants some clarification on it because is it like, like the order of people he wants to fight or the order of the competition in a sense, something like that? Well, I would assume it's an order of the people that he wants to fight because if you do go on, like, if you do go and check it out, um, he put in order everyone he's beat, right? So he put like 
Gibb. Then he put um Nate Robinson. Then he put Ben Askren. Like he put them all in order. And then he said Tyron Willie's next. Then he said then he wants to say Canelo. So I would assume that it's all in order. So in that so case, he wants to he wants to jump from from. Ben Askren to Tyron Woodley, and then all of a sudden, let's go up to the best boxer in, not in history, but best boxer as of right now, Canelo. Tara, oh my, this guy, this guy, oh my god, don't even start. Wait, am I am I bugging out? I said Timmy Fury. Is that him making fun of Tyson Fury? No, Timmy Fury is, I believe, it's his Tyson Fury's brother or relative. Oh my goodness, I, I'd have been. Hey, listen, 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 listen. If you would have called out Tyson Fury. I would have lost my mind. I'd have been like, make that fight happen ASAP, please. I believe please. he has. I believe he has already. No. No. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised. I cry laughing. I'd be like, he's literally gonna die in the ring. There's no way nah, there's there's no way. There's actually no way. That's like a he's a different weight class. That's that should be bad. <laughs> that should be awful to watch. Uh, I don't want to discuss this guy. I don't want to discuss this guy right now. <laughs> David hears this guy's name. He's like, no. He's like, no. <laughs> I All do right, give man. him. I do give him credit on the marketing, though. He's a marketing genius. Give credit where credit's due. Give credit where credit's due. Mm-hmm. But let's go ahead and go on to the next audio message, which is from Dead the Dasher again. Here we go. He's becoming a journeyman. And look, y'all thought it was gonna work. Oh, oh yeah, the Clippers are gonna finesse to get um uh to get Rondo back, and now you trade him. All right, cool. But um, is Eric Bledsoe AD? Cause that's the type of trade that you did. Is he Russell Westbrook? All these players, like what? I mean, I know it's role players, but still, like multiple players for one guy. Come on now, come on, Clippers, what are you doing, Jerry West? Huh? Huh? Somebody explain that to me. I can't even explain it to you, Dudley Dash, because it absolutely makes no sense to me. I mean. <laughs> no, go ahead, go ahead. No, nothing. You go. I, I no, I, it's a perfect example, man. I mean, a perfect explanation. Apparently, yeah. Eric, Eric Bledsoe is just better than Anthony Davis. Simple as that, bro. So. <laughs> yo, yo, you thought you thought LeBron, Russ, and AD was a big three? Nah, try Paul George, Reggie, Reggie Jackson, and freaking Eric Bledsoe. Yep, that's what it is. Stop. Let, uh, that's where it's at, man. Paul George, know. Reggie Jackson, and Eric. Bledsoe, oh my god! I it would rather you. take I would rather take Cave Cunningham, uh, Isaac Stewart, and someone else in that team. Jeremy then, Grant, Jeremy, yeah, Jeremy Grant, yeah, we we'll go with him. That's rough, bro. Eric Bledsoe, what? Oh, uh, I can't do this. I can't uh, do this, bro. That physically doesn't make any sense. That doesn't make any sense. They they traded him. They they gave them a package. For Eric Bledsoe, nah, the Clippers got finessed. Oh, they really did. I, I, I think, I think that, I think, I think the Clippers GM was like half asleep when he got the call from the Grizzlies. Uh, so like he was like probably he's probably sleeping, wakes up in the middle of the night. This is like the role play, ready? So this is probably how it went down. So say uh, the guy, the Clippers GM, you, uh, he or she, I don't know who uh, if it's a guy or a girl, but say they were sleeping, right? Yeah, and then all of a sudden the Grizzlies GM knows what time he sleeps. Best friends with him calls him around like I don't know, say, say say ten thirty because he's he's an early sleeper. So he calls him around ten thirty, and he picks up the phone. He's like, hey um, hey whatever your name is, uh, can we get a can we get a what's his name? What's his name? Can we get uh Rajan Rondo? 
Yeah. Uh, Patrick Beverly and uh, Daniel Oku for uh, for uh, uh, Eric Bledsoe. And I think he accepted it like that because I don't think uh, – you had to be on something or too tired to accept that deal. <laughs> you basically had to be drunk or high, in other words. What you say? They were in their crib, you know, it was 10.30 like David said. They were – they were snuggled up. They were ready to go to bed. And then they called him at, the, at, at prime time. He, dude's eyes were half asleep. He wanted to get off the phone. He was like, you know what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, 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 sure. Right. Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez, man. Little did he know. That, that could have been Kawhi for all we knew. That could yeah. Imagine. Imagine. Imagine us. Tra- imagine we saw a trade like Kawhi for Eric Bledsoe. No. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> that could happen. That could happen. But uh, either way, man. That's messed up. Shout out to Clippers Nation, man. They just keep taking L's. Awesome. Oh, wow. That's a big shout out to Clippers Nation now. Wow. All right. Keep taking L's. I imagine I said they win the championship this year. Oh, my god. They might. You got to watch who you say something, man. Man, if they win, bro, I'm coming back to this episode. Oh, if Brooklyn nah. doesn't win this year, it's, it's going to be it's gonna be wraps. Well, no, no, no. Because we signed KD for four more years. No, no. We're good. We're chilling. Yeah, we're we'll chilling. keep him till he's, he's 45. Yeah. I'll keep KD till he's 50. I'll keep him till he's in a wheelchair, bro. Uh, He can't walk anymore, man. He's on that court. (laughs) Simple as that, bro. But um, without further ado, man, let's go ahead and go. Well, actually, David, do you have any more big deal, not big deals that you want to say before we keep going? No, I I think we should just finish out, try to finish out these audio messages. All right, man. All right, let's keep it going. All right, here is the next one from our boy Pablo, man. Here we go. Um, it's funny because Brentford are actually my local team, really? and so what? to actually kind of say that no one expected it is another statement, but at the same time, I didn't expect it, but at the same time, I'm not surprised. Arsenal are shoddy, and uh, <laughs> Brentford are on the up. Oh, man, that's, that's pretty cool, man. Brentford, you're right by Brentford, that's awesome, but... You mean Brentford? He said it. Pablo said it, man. Brentford's on the come up. We gotta watch out for them. Maybe they might oh pull my. a Leicester City, man. They might pull a Leicester City. I know. I'm sorry. I I can't even count this win. I'm sorry, bro. How they they versed a, a legit team like no, Arsenal? I, they got a two nothing win. No. Arsenal and legit team should not be in the same sentence as right now. I'm a sorry. very a good team in Arsenal. No, don't do that. No. What? No, bro. You you say Arsenal's good. All right, bet. Are, are they are they at, are are they at the bottom every year? No, but the thing is, at this they've get they've gotten worse and worse every single year. It's they've only getting, up from here. It's only up from here for Arsenal fans. Nah, only, from Arsenal's point of view, it's only down from here, and they can't do anything else. Uh, that's dude, funny. They're, they're done for, man. I don't know what to say. Nah. It was a good W, but overall, I'm actually excited to see Brentford versus other teams because they're gonna give them a run for their money. I actually, I, I hope they don't get relegated this season, man. I really I don't, don't think so. I don't think they, so. Maybe they got something exciting happening. Yeah, man. Even um, I, it's either even or Ivan Tony. He's a striker for their team. He's a baller too. I know he's a baller too. But that other striker next to him, his strike partner is pretty fast. So we'll see. Speed what kills. Speed kills. We see on Nike shirts all the time. Yeah, man. <laughs> see what I think. Let's go ahead and go on to the next audio message, which is from Pablo again. Here we go. Um, funnily enough, you say they haven't been up since 47. 
the Premier League was founded in 1992, so technically it's just everyone keeps going at the top flight because that's what it is. They've never been in the Premier League, not since 1992. So, you know, so, so they haven't been in the top flight of English football since you're 1947. Right. You're right. Yeah, Arsenal need to look at themselves. <laughs> That's that's yeah. my point too. They didn't like they didn't name it the Premier League until until that time. You are correct, but that's true. You, I'm glad that, I'm still glad you understood what I meant though. As in as in um, mm-hmm. saying that they were they haven't been in the top flight or the, the top league in England since um since 1947. Yeah. But he just said it right there, bro. Like, yeah, well said. Arsenal lost to a team that hasn't. Oh, I can't even. I can't. I can't even. And, <laughs> Like, if you watch the goals, especially the second one, if you watch the second one that they concede, it's bad. It's just bad defending. Like, it, and it, which goes, which goes to say, back to our debate, defense wins games. There you love go. Love that. Love that. There we go. We got to tie it in. We got to tie it in. Again, listen, 1086, I'm looking at you, bro. I'm looking at you. <laughs> I'm looking at you. Defense wins championships, my man. Defense wins championships. Uh, but, um, let's go ahead and go on to the next one, which is from Pablo again. Rio. Uh, Saka didn't start because he's coming back from the Euros, but nah. just everything about Arsenal from top to bottom is just, they're not a legit team. I don't know what they're doing. <laughs> I, listen, I got an answer for that perfectly, Pablo. Again, listen, I understand Saka didn't start because of returning from the Euros, and I know, like, if, like, you have to factor in, like, also, like, the, um, on, the, on, the online abuse that he received, also, apolo- like, apologies for that. Like, that's very sad to see and everything like that. But um, I will point out this much, okay? Pedri from Barcelona, okay? You, are, you, you know where I'm going with this. This man had what played in the Euros. And how far did he make it in the Euros? Quarterfinals or semifinals? Uh, quarterfinals, I think. I think, yeah, played in the Euros, then left the, got eliminated from the Euros, went to the final in the Olympics, okay, left the Olympics, came back to Barcelona, and our, the man, our manager offered him vacation, and he said no. He said, I want to play, and he started the next game. This kid has been nonstop, constant games, constant games, constant, constant flow of games, and you mean to tell me that Tiger can't play because he came from the Euros? I don't believe it. I don't like what's going on. What what is Mikel Arteta doing? What is going on? It needs to be better. It just needs to be better. There's no excuse for that type of. There's no excuse for that. And then he brought it. And then on top of it all, he brought him on afterwards in the second half. So why couldn't he have started? What was the what was wrong? Like, what, can he only play like a certain amount of minutes? Like, I'm. I'm uh, maybe not. maybe he's pl- maybe he's on. Uh, maybe it's on load management. Nah. Oh. Shout, shout out the NBA. Shout out the NBA. Maybe he's been talking to Kawhi too much. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yo, Kawhi. Kawhi would have been like, yo, take some load, man. Load, man. Like, right? Take advantage of that contract, man. He's like, he's been... sitting on the bench. He's like, he's like, listen. He's like, you know, you're the best player at Arsenal, right? He's like, take, a, <laughs> take advantage of that, bro. Take advantage <laughs> of that. Oh my gosh, I can't yeah. be Terrible, bro. Terrible. What do you think about that? Uh, I agree with you. I think Saka should. I, I, I think he should have played because he's one of the best players on Arsenal. So I'm kind of confused on why he didn't play. So, like, 
I'm looking at I'm looking at the coach at the end of the day because he's the one who makes the final decision. So maybe they have some issues in Arsenal already. I don't know, man. Maybe there's some issues with Osaka and Arsenal. We gotta watch out for that. Bro, I'm not like listen, 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 listen. It's it's come to a point where like I'm not even an Arsenal fan. I just feel bad. Like what is going on? What I don't. I don't feel bad. What? But like, dude, look at the club. It's in flames. Like it literally, like it's it's so sad because it doesn't make sense. Like it doesn't make sense on why they're bad. It's like what is going on? Like is it the coach? Is, or I mean, is, is, is it Arteta? Is it the players? Are they not linking? They can sign other people. They have the money to do so, right? Not like those, like, we're not talking like Manchester City, like, like investment money type things or like owner owner money type things. But still, you know, like they could still sign a couple, like, decent good players. But mm-hmm. I, I don't know what's going on, man. Arsenal and, just need, Arsenal just help. They need help badly. The reason, the reason why I don't feel bad is because, guess what, Eric? What? Is that I, I'm a New York fan. We have been through this uh, suffering and torturing all the way from football, all the way to baseball, except for the Yankees, and all the way to almost every single major sport. Even I, I'll even say MLS, even though I don't really pay attention to MLS that much because it's kind of boring. No discredit Whoa. to MLS. I think it's awesome. <laughs> I think it's uh, no discredit to MLS, but I'd rather watch European soccer. I'm just saying. Just saying. I think everyone, I think everyone would, to be honest. Yes. But, like, I've got, New York fans, we've been there. So, like, we understand the, the, the pain and the suffering watching your team going in there with high hopes, hoping for a great season, and then ending up with, like, the end of the season losing, only winning five games. So, like, we've been there. We get it. <laughs> Hop uh, on the train. Hop on the train. Wow. So, you basically, just, you basically just told Arsenal, you like, listen, join the loser gang. That's what you just said. No, 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 no. You said no join the loser gang. Is that we what you lo- no, no, I don't like the word. No, we're not losers. We are losing. Losing trade. <laughs> what? what? The losing trade. Not the loser trade. The losing trade. Yo, it's the same thing, bro. <laughs> Yo, this guy, man. Oh, dude, you crack me up. You crack me up, bro. But um, let's go ahead and play this last message. This one's from um, Dudley Dasher, man. Here we go. Grado 9. When he cut me a couple million, I'll cut him some slack. But until then, he getting all the heat. <laughs> I'm waiting. I'm still waiting for my million too, Dev Dasher. No worries. Trevor Lawrence, I, I believe he's talking about. You can't cut him some slack because you're paying him all this money. I totally get it, and I totally understand. But guys, it's a little too early. Like I said before, it's only the first game, and it's a preseason game. I mean, I understand what you guys are getting at. He's the first pick. He's getting all this money. But we gotta take into we gotta take into consideration that this is only the first NFL game he's ever played. And I'm gonna say and this it, much. I'm gonna say this much. You say it's a little too early because it's his first game. I say it's a little too early to give him that much amount of money. So, hey, that's true. All right, I agree with that too. Listen, I like that though. I mean, he could cut. We we could we could all split this. You, Dev Dasher, you know, you me, like a cut three mil. You know, that 30, thirty. How much, though? I think. Three mil, thir- cut it thirty three percent each, so one million each. Dev, Dev Dasher, I think you're on board for that, right? Yeah, man, I'm down. I mean, I can take I'm a little bit. I can take a little million with me, yo, Trevor. Trevor, if you give me a million, you will not look. Listen, listen, listen. I know he's listening right now, so listen close. Jacksonville Jaguars organization, Trevor Lawrence, you, you as well, bro. If you cut me a million, bro, you will not get another peep out of me for the rest of your career. I promise you that. 
I can promise you that. Give me a send me Venmo me a million dollars right now. I think Venmo is even too much for that. You don't want to Venmo a million dollars. Go close to my house, right? And in cash, give me all the money, right? And you will not hear me criticize you ever again. Ever again. I think that's a fair deal. <laughs> for a million dollars? Of course it is. Are you kidding? Uh, oh, that's, um, that's, that's great. Though. That's great. All right, man. Well, with that being said, David, I'm not going to lie. We do have eight audio messages all from Adrian Gonzalez. Shout out to him, man. He was awesome, yeah. man. Absolutely he awesome. He was. He's not in the... Oh, wait, no. We got Deb the Dash messages. Hold yeah, on. Yeah, we got two more of him. All right, all right. Let's go. But I'll just say, like, in other words, since he's not here, I don't think I'm going to need to play them. What do you think? And we also are running low on time, so. Yeah, so I'm just going to go ahead and play Deb the Dash's last two, and then we'll go ahead and close it out as a whole. Sounds right. good. Here we go. Mm. Uh, uh, I consider it. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> he, said, he said, uh, let me think about it. I mean, nah. I think it's pretty fair. I think it's pretty fair. Oh my gosh. You know, actually, my price, get, my price goes high, up, up higher by a million every single week. So by next week, Monday, I don't have my million, now it's two million. Man, you, okay. you 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 give a high bargain, man. You have a high bar- bargain. Hey, one day one day our opinions are going to matter, my guy. Well, I mean they do matter. Actually. Our opinions always matter, Eric. Yeah, yeah. I'm saying like um, one day we're gonna be on like a bigger stage, you know, and then it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna reach the world. And listen, Trevor, they I'm gonna me and David are gonna be like Woj. Think about that. <laughs> Like, and, and Fab, what, how do you say Fabrizio? Fabrizio from Fabrizio. So uh, yeah, something yeah. like that. <laughs> Dude, there was a thing. Wait, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I know I'm going off. To- I'm going off topic, ladies and gentlemen. Really quick. There's a guy named Fabrizio for soccer. He's basically the woes of soccer, right? And this, there was a, there was a video I saw, and someone said, "Mind you, this is the woes of soccer." Someone said that this guy could tweet out. LeBron James has won his second World Cup with 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 um, <laughs> with Team freaking like Spain or something, and they said I wouldn't even question it in two seconds. Like what? <laughs> that's how that's how that's how much of a reliable source this man is. Yeah, no, oh definitely. My gosh, man, I love it. I love it. But uh, let's go ahead and play his last audio message, man. Here we go. No, I'm only doing cash up. <laughs> I'm gonna go cash out, cash out me that million. I'm gonna go get the jersey. I'm gonna be a leader of the fan club. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna write some good stuff on Twitter. I got you. Oh, uh, that's awesome. I mean, you might have to buy a jersey. That's true. Yo, we gotta support a little bit. Yo, ten million. I'm a, I'm a Jacksonville. I'm a Jacksonville Jaguars lifetime. Whoa, lifetime whoa, fan. whoa! You went from one million to ten million. <laughs> what? Yo, you didn't hear that. You didn't hear that. You didn't hear that. Uh, I'm happy. I'm happy with ten dollars, man. Hey, yeah. All right, no, 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 no. That's a little too low. That's yeah, a little too low. I dragged it. I dragged it a little bit. I apologize. Ten dollars. All right. So what's gonna happen is he's gonna give us three million, and then I'll I'll give you ten dollars, and I'll take the rest. No, no. I might have to edit it out. I might edit it out for for when we when we post this on Spotify. No, so, no, no. Yeah. No. yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, man. Go ahead and wrap it up for us, man. Wait, we got one more. Oh, wait, one more came in from Pablo. Yeah. Oh, Sao Pablo. All right, here we go. Yeah. Um, you're right. The Wages of Soccer. Fabrizio Romano. Um, I would. I. 
if my girlfriend was cheating on me, <laughs> I would actually need to check Fabrizio Romano's Twitter to see if he goes, here we go. That's the only way I would know that my girlfriend was cheating on me. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah. That just goes to show, ladies and gentlemen, how like he's like the woes of soccer, like how reliable he is for every soccer fan. He said, he said, I would go on Twitter to see him say, here we go. And like, you know how <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Like, here you go. Your girlfriend is cheating yeah. on you. Oh, I'm like, God. well, I knew it. <laughs> well, I said, it. I have to break up with it now. Uh-oh. I said, oh. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, yeah. But I think it's a good time to wrap it up. What do you think? Oh, yeah. I think it's a great time to wrap it up, my guy. That was awesome. Sounds good. Sounds good, man. This is an awesome show, as always. But I just want to say thank you to everyone who took time out of their day just to listen to us, you know. We appreciate you guys. You guys are awesome, and don't you ever forget it. Also, if you have not given us a follow on the stereo, please do that. Do that so it'd be much appreciated towards us and towards everyone in the DNA Takeover organization and the family. But just click our faces, click that follow button, it'd be much appreciated. And also subscribe to our show so you get updates on when we go live. Also, if you want to get to, if you want to get daily updates on our Instagram of our shows and just see our posts and just interact with us on Instagram. You can follow us, DE Takeover, at official underscore DE underscore takeover. I will say it again. It is official underscore DE underscore takeover. And from there, you can write, chime in on your debate topics, anything, interact with us on our post, and, uh, and get daily updates on when we go live. And also, if you want to get to know your host of the show a little bit more, me and Eric, you can follow my Instagram. It is David underscore Rod underscore O2. And Eric's is. Eric underscore Hines 16. Beautiful. So once you search that up, please go get that follow. It'd be much appreciated, as always. But uh, also, we are on uh, the show you just heard, the episode you just heard today will be posted on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, on Anchor, and many other podcasting platforms. Because we are now on that. And we have all 14, all 13 episodes plus tonight's episode on there so go check that out give us a follow on spotify apple podcast review it and we much appreciate it we much appreciate you guys and also we are on youtube as well and literally the name is the same that that, that, that rhyme i think right i don't know yo yo but, yo I, listen 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 i told you to do the outro i didn't tell you to write a diss track my god come on now <laughs> what's going on yeah i didn't tell, 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 tell you to turn into eminem bro come on what's yo what's <laughs> Yo, bro, he said, he was like, I forgot, wait, what'd you, what'd you, what'd you actually just say that rhymes? Oh my gosh, I just forgot. You know, I kind of, yo, this is so bad. I think I have short-term memory. So oh, I literally no, forgot what I, I said. Just keep going, just keep I going. Think I, I literally forgot what I said two seconds ago, but, <laughs> but, uh, also we're on YouTube. So go give us a follow on the, it's, not a follow, it subscribes, different language on YouTube, but go subscribe to us on YouTube. Be much appreciated. And we will post. New videos shortly. We will give you content that you guys like, and hopefully you guys like it. But other than that, Eric. Oh, and also, be sure to tune in on Thursday for our next live, which I think will be at 7 p.m. I could be mistaken, but I believe it is at 7 p.m. Yeah, and if I'm we have to change it, if we have to change it, you can go check us out on our Instagram and get daily updates of it. And also, if you missed it, you can check it out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So don't worry. It'll be up there. Exactly. We're good. To, am I good to? I think we're good. All right, all right, cool. All right, well, I, I, I didn't want to interrupt you. That's all right, my bad. All right, well, with that being said, 
ladies and gentlemen, we appreciate every single one of you guys. We can't thank you enough for joining. Wait, we got show. we got one more audio message. You want to play it? Yes, indeed, of course. Dev the Dasher. Here we go. Hey, yo, guys, like, what's your time? I know I follow y'all on Instagram and stuff. But what's y'all times? Because I be busy and I'm sorry for missing it. And I do be seeing y'all up here. And I'm glad I got to come through and, and cut up a little bit with y'all. But, um, you know, definitely want to try to get consistent with it. And uh, make sure y'all stop by on DJ Sports sometimes. Yes, Sundays. Sir. I don't know if y'all busy or not. Sundays at 10 to 12. I know football about to start up. Um, We're going to probably go to 10 to 11 or maybe 9 to, 9 to 11. But, um, yeah, just, just, just tap in with us. You know what I'm saying? Definitely. That, that That's for sure. That's Definitely, I'm excited for that. I like there it. Be, there might be on Sunday foot. Oh my gosh! Sunday, yeah. Sunday football. Exactly. Jeez. Exactly. Their, Definitely. Their game pass is about to be crazy, bro. Yeah, I know. But uh, we are on usually at 7 p.m. We try to do that. Sometimes we got you know we got daily lives, so like sometimes things may change. Yeah. But uh, if that does happen, we do make sure to remind you guys on Instagram. So. Other than that, we usually stay consistent at 7, 7 p.m. So, yes, yeah, p.m. On Mondays and Thursdays. Yes, yes, sir. But um, with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, we appreciate every single one of you guys, and we thank you for popping out to another amazing podcast. This marks off number fourteen. Be Check sure it off. Be sure to be there for number fifteen on Thursday. And it's been your boy Easy E, Eric Hines, and. And your boy, the Oracle, D-Rod. And we are out. Peace. Peace.